Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash J-R-E-E Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Kamar, fucking great enunciation there. I feel like you've been working on that. Uh, I think if we go over the tape, you'll see there's three words I put together. But anyways, thank you. Appreciate the support. All right. Well. This guy obviously doesn't know that he should just take a fucking compliment. Uh, welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. I am Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Yo, what's up, barbarians? It's the Samarian barbarian. Kamar's on 300 ping today. And Simon. Hello. Who's on one ping. Great. Hello. All right. Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, uh, the premise here is very simple. We've all listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. Uh, we're going to rate each episode as well as the week based on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And uh, then we're going to delve deeper into some of the uh, talking points that some of the guests brought up. Kamar, how was your week? Big week, man. O-Train's running, falls in the air. And um, uh, happy belated uh, 9-11, boys. Uh, we missed that one. I didn't know we were fucking wishing people <laughs> belated 9-11s, but... Well, we just weren't together for it. That's true. Seems like it's a big thing to talk about yes. 18 years later. Were we together when it happened, Kamar? We were not. We were not. A friend, a friend, actually, on the day uh, called me and said, "You called me like a half hour ago. Like, wake up, look at your TV." Because that's what I did. This because we had no cell phones, and yeah, I just started calling everyone I knew. Turn on the TV. Well, turn we the TV. did have cell phones. I did. It, I did not oh, have a cell phone. Sorry, it was early. Cell early phones existed, now. yes, but they weren't commonplace. I woke up hungover on a buddy's. No good. I woke up hungover on a buddy's couch, and he was. He woke me up and was freaking the fuck out. Planes had hit by now. Uh, Obviously, at that point, it, the first plane had hit. Because if nothing's hit, there's we no were story. we were. Go- I think I've told this before. We were golfing. You had no idea. Uh, this, yeah. We got my wife called me and she's like, "Oh, a plane hit the World Trade Center." And in my head, because I couldn't imagine anything like that, a little biplane had yeah, crashed into like the World Trade Center and that guy had died, but. You know, a couple of broken windows and whatever. Little did I know when we finished the round that, that you know. I the was greatest like, conspiracy of the 20th century. Well, <coughs> whoa. <laughs> Crazy story. When I lived in New York, one day I was about to get in the shower to go to school and I heard this like very loud bang. But it sounded like it was a distant bang. And it's New York, so you just think whatever. So I get in the shower and I get out of the shower and I had like 10 missed Skype calls because I didn't have a cell phone or a phone at that time. 
So I was like, what the fuck? It's all Skype calls from my mom. So I call her back. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, are you all right? Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, where do you live? And I was like, 77th and 1st Avenue. And she was like, a plane just hit a building a block from your house. About New York, uh, the New York Yankees pitcher accidentally flew his his Cessna into the side of a building. That was her narrative. Killing killing like the per- him, him, the person in the plane, and the person in the apartment. But that was like a block from my... That was what I was imagining. Of course it was, yeah. yeah. This was your mom's misinformation she well, was feeding you? It's not no, really no, misinformation. It, it, was, it was true. It's not the truth. Yeah, it was. Oh, a guy a, did? Yeah, a New York Yankees pitcher oh, flew his plane. Okay, so theoretically, Matt could have been, you know, walking towards his house underneath that building a and person got killed on the fall, ground. fell on him. That's mm-hmm. how a person But I can't that. imagine that too many people died from that besides the people in the plane. Like I said, there was one guy in the plane, one guy in the apartment, and one guy on the ground that Doesn't died. that always amaze you when you hear stories like that of um, just the sheer luck of, you know, something falling and missing the people who are walking? You know what I right mean? Right place at the wrong time and the wrong place at the right time. Same idea. I mean, I know it's just an odds thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe dude, clearly the, couldn't understand in that uh, simulation episode. The craziest to me is the uh, is like the videos of those runaway fucking tires. Oh yeah, that's fucking people. mental. Those are always well. That's another good example, Matt. When you know you hear about somebody who has something fly into their window and misses them by half an inch. You know, like yeah, two by four goes through know, the man. fucking windshield. The world is weird. We'll get to all of that in the simulation episode. Thank God for dash cams. Um, so my, my week, my week was good. Yeah. He just asked you how your week was. Oh, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. I don't think we got you there. Did it yeah. Yourself. How, yeah, I did you had a good week. I had a, a great week. I mean, listen, this, Oh, the podcast itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, the podcast is, this might be the best week ever of Rogan. High praise from I Simon, who's uh, normally quite stingy. I, I listen, it starts off with our friend, Bill Burr, 1348, who, if you got to put a comedian in there, he's the tops. Thank you, and thanks again. And um, it was good because he's been on a tour, right? Yeah, a lot. And oh he, yeah, he yeah. Came to play. He, uh, we follow that up with Sinclair, thirteen forty nine, which is, I mean, not the big breakthrough we were looking for, but I'm glad they talked about some other things than his life extension crap. So you actually got a good conversation out of those two, and then. That simulation guy, minus the accent, which Nick I, Bostrom, I put towards Matt. No, it didn't I work. I listened to it on double time. Oh, okay. Oh, and my God. That must have short. been crazy. You, was, you want he must have sounded apple? like a Muppet. Both of them sounded ridiculous. Anywho. Um, even despite his accent, what a conversation. And despite Joe kind of getting stuck at the end of that episode, what a, what a conversation. And then Dan Aykroyd, maybe, maybe... The best guest ever on Joe Rogan. Simon, you definitely had a good week. Who was that? It was a great week. <laughs> that was the ghost of the hater, which Dan Acker yeah. knows all about ghosts. Yes, he slept with him. I yeah. couldn't fucking disagree with you well, more yeah. wholeheartedly. Well, so be a little, wh- all a little that, while all before that we get there. Stay being tuned. said, great week for Simon. Awesome. Oh, I'm glad you felt like your dick got jerked off this week. Did you have a good week, Floyd? Oh, that's nice, Matt. Or uh, Kamar. Uh, did I have a good week? Yeah, no one ever asked how my week was. Yeah. Um, well, it was a short work week because I had to go to a fucking wedding Friday, so. Had to or you got to? <laughs> Remember those silences we were talking about? <laughs> Carry on. Uh, love, is, love is beautiful. <laughs> Let's move on. 
That being said, <laughs> and then I have this week off because we're going up to the cottage. Oh, so, so this this is the week. I mean, this week is the week. Yeah, what it's times. all been about. Great times. Hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure. Yeah. Um, we should let the, the listeners know we're doing this on the Sabbath. Uh, so happy Shabbats to you. Or well, the fact that Simon's here using the technology <laughs> be, that's been given to us is just shocking. <laughs> happy Shabbats <laughs> to you. That's not Simon. He's just making shit up. <laughs> it's <laughs> Happy Black Sabbath to yeah. you. Um, yeah, thanks, Kamar. I mean, listen, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. You piss off the gods you got to piss off, you know? But you won't get a tattoo. Uh, no. That's because I just think I'll I want to be buried in the right I place. Get. I'm not planning on be buried anyways. So you're getting cremated. Moot point. No, oh, you're just waiting for the old man. Uh, cryogenically frozen, Matthew. Oh yeah, I looked that up. You turn to mush. It's not a good idea. To you do that. don't know shit. I did in general. That's what happens. I love Kamar. I looked it up. You turn to mush. So you looked it up and you didn't even get the right information. Your capillaries explode. It's not like you just thaw. Right, no, but the idea, Kamar, is that when they unfreeze day, yes, you, yes, they will have the technology that they don't have today to keep you from turning to mush. That's the dream. But right now, you're mush. Well, you're not. Right now, you're a body. But that body is mush. It's useless. Un- unless this moment comes. Right? I don't know if you've seen me without a shirt, but my body's mush right now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it fucking matters. You don't even need the freezing. Yeah, fucking freeze me anyway. No difference. Yeah. Well, there you go. So we're we going to start. I think we should. With Bill Burt. Yeah. 1348. Oh, I'm sorry, 40. Matt. I didn't even give you a chance to guess. Oh, I don't care. All 1348. Yeah. Right. Uh, Wilfred Burr. Billy fucking Burr. So, I mean, look, it, Kamar actually said that he thought this was Bill Burr's best appearance. I'm sorry, Kamar, to step on your toes like that. I, I thought this is my favorite. I think it's because they start out with the cigars. So I feel like it put them in a different place because they just wanted to talk about bombing. And I, I don't know about you, but if like if you're a sexual assault victim and you listen to someone else tell about their story, it helps you. Listen to guys talk about bombing helps me, man. It makes you feel so much better. I mean, it, I always... I get what you mean. It might be Bill's. Be- His best was definitely the end of the world. But I know, I know you that, don't. That's con- different. I know you don't. Con- I, I'm with you. You don't consider that like a one-on-one. I get you. Um, it was good. It was. It sucked because I watched Paper Tiger that night, and I was. You didn't watch it. No, obviously. I of meant, course that not. Was, you were I probably reading. You were probably reading you the still, fucking. Bothman you still have a watch it. You still have a watch assignment. Bullshit. Oh my god! If I told you what I watched instead, you didn't watch it at all. I would we walk off. Be friends yeah, hundred percent. Uh, what I was saying is, I wanted you to watch even ten minutes of it just to Come see on. what Bill Burr was referencing when he talked about the way it was shot. I which le- we both know how it's shot. It's I shot amazing. I legitimately meant to watch it. It wasn't a spike at Matt or you. I like it. Just slipped my mind. I mean, Kamara, I, I go back to like I watched that Aziz Ansari and was just immediately livid because I was like, "This is I hate. I fucking hated the way that was shot." And then this, I'm like, you know. Just people shoot are it the just, way it's supposed to trying, shoot it. You, did, you didn't like things. how it was shot. No, I liked how it was shot for sure. The, just that one shot from his back of the whole. It looks so big that um, it was insane. If you go to insane. Netflix's homepage right now, you can't find Paper Tiger. It's not trending. It's not. What's up with that? Man? Suppressed? No, I'm well, telling you, I just don't think it's. I don't get it. Like it's brand new, and yet they're showing under my new. They're still showing me fucking altered carbon, but they don't show me a brand new thing that just got dropped. Well, I don't know if you noticed too, but Joe was advertising Bill Burr's yeah. special. So 
So that to why? me is, as is, well, that was strange. What's eh? ha- what's happening here? Uh, the what? advertisement and the plug? I thought it was very... Is Netflix <laughs> using an algorithm that's like uh, Instagram no, I'm you, style and I it's just, fucking everything up? I just don't think it was a very good special. Oh, I see. You think... Whoa. Oh, 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 oh. And listen... I think Bill. I think Bill Burr is one of the top three yeah, you comedians. Love Bill Burr. I am one of the biggest, and it was really disappointing because I felt like the first half of it, especially, it really didn't. St- I was sitting here like, wow, wow, I'm shocked at how much I don't like this. But we've both seen Bill Burr on multiple occasions. I've seen Bill Burr and live. Had you watched this special, Simon? We could have a real discussion right now. But I will say this: it ends. <laughs> it, Go back to your football, Kamar. I think you agreed with me too. It ends incredibly well. It's such a strong ending. Well, I think which be- they say not to do, right? They say you have to have the strong beginning now. No, they say what my theory strong my ending. theory is is the first half is all about talking about how fucked up shit is and being politically incorrect or whatever or just saying his opinion and then the second half is him just shitting on himself. So sort of psychologically you forget about anything he may have said offended you because he's just talking about his family stuff. The, but uh, here, but I wanted to bring that up. Sorry, sorry Simon. Well, just ahead. because I have watched it, just real quick. I the thing that Frick. fucked the thing <laughs> the thing that fucked me up was just like none of it offended me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the person that gets offended. So it wasn't that I was sitting there like, oh, I can't believe he's saying this stuff. I just found it more. It seemed more like he was saying it just for the sake of saying it. Like but, it didn't seem when, like it didn't seem very well worked out. When he said feminists, like stupid white women are the worst, you're like, well, that's gonna offend some people. Sure, but it didn't offend me. I wasn't well, sitting there. Uh, what are, I'm saying is, I'm I wasn't sitting there saying I didn't like it because it offended me. I was just saying, oh my god, the fucking Packers. I uh, I don't know. I, I I don't think anything offends you. It's something that wasn't funny and is on t- like you'd be more offended by maybe Shab special or something. I'd be more offended by something really unfunny than something. Yes, I totally agree with you. I wasn't um, offended. I think he swore a lot. Kamar, you know what? Which makes you feel like it's not fully done. He just is good enough to do. What I will say is this. Finding out on this podcast that he was really sick when they filmed it made a lot of sense to me. Because it even felt like there was something that he did in this special that he's that he did in his last special or like two specials ago where he's like, can you feel the tension? Or can you feel how quiet the room is now? And I was like, oh, Bill, you did that already. Like you've that seemed very odd to me. Maybe that's a two. I didn't realize. And maybe this is just Bill who does this. But so I always knew that they when you're filming a special, you'll record two nights or two sets, let's say. Minimal. But I thought you just or four, but I thought you were picking the best set. I didn't realize that no, they were they just clipping all things together. together. Best Re- parts, everybody so. does that. Everybody. That's standard. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Patrice. I think they only did one night of Elephant in the Room. So like Rogan does that? Yeah. Really? Uh, eh? Tony Hinchcliffe special, he did one shot. He made it especially, the whole thing was filmed one shot. So that's... Uh, so oh, you no know, edit? He's no not edit. doing that. Wow. That's cool. So like Goodfellas that. style. But the majority of them, because whatever... It's more if if uh, someone yells out or there's something real disruptive, the show gets thrown off for five minutes. Hopefully, you have five minutes on the other one. More more that's the case. Well, it's also Simon. They're to, doing the same set. It's also Simon, so that the person that does yell out doesn't make the special, and then next time they're like, "Oh, well, they're just going to edit me out." Right? Yeah. No. So that, there's no point in me sense. yelling out, "I love you, Dave. I love you, Bill," or, or trying to disturb whatever. But yeah. No, they definitely have to edit. Hmm. That's why I said I thought it was very interesting that Chappelle kept in that phone call for two reasons. One, 
He makes them lock their phones in bags. So how the fuck did that one person get their phone in? And then B, they didn't edit it out. I mean, I know his response to it was really, really funny where he was like, what if his mom died? Mama, no! And we're all in here laughing. Probably uh, that's why he kept it in. I had it gone the other way. Maybe we. I thought you that. just meant when we were talking about editing that out. I thought, like, I realized they could obviously take out something from the show. Not if I they don't have something to put in the place. Why not? You could just like. No, they can. Come on, those editors are fucking incredible. Well, you'd have to go before that. Like, you'd have to find a. Well, they, yeah, but they they do that all the time. Anyways, They're, point was, uh, it's not me doing. I didn't realize they were bringing it in from, you know, oh, I did this part better in this set, so I'm gonna use that one here. But I use this beginning better, so I'm gonna clip that. You'll one. You'll always you notice. Do not know that that is the case. You'll always notice if you watch the front row. Because it'll be different people. Always, yeah. Eh, I'm totally going to pay attention to that from now on. Well, me and my buddy were talking about it. It's because he says at the very beginning, oh, you guys in for a long 90 minutes. But he only does. And that is it's like only 60, 60 minutes. minutes. So yeah. does he do an actually hour and a half show and they no. that much out? Well, Bill Burr said in this episode, he explained it. He had to take out that joke about the troops. Yeah, the yeah. troops. Yeah. He, I thought he said that was like seven minutes. I, I just wondering if he did more in total old stuff. You, you know what I mean? I assume they also trim it down for timing wise as mm-hmm. well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they don't really want a ninety minute special; they want it closer to an hour. Mm-hmm. So I assume. Sorry, Simon. No, no, ahead. no, no. You. I just remembered what I was going to tell you before. Uh, was that it's? Um, who was the guy who did all his special on uh, YouTube? There, I forget his. Andrew Schultz. He was saying that because people's attention spans are sh- so short now, the way people watch things is very quickly. That's why you have to have all your power at the beginning of your special as opposed to how it used to be because a lot of people just don't make it to the end of the special. So if you save your best joke for the end, chances are, you know, 60% of the people aren't even going to hear that joke. That That's all I was saying. And that's uh, who I could be wrong. He could be wrong, you know. But he's now saying he feels he has to earn an hour. Like he's got to get enough people interested that... You just don't put an hour out if no one knows who you are. Who said that, Bill Andrew, Burr? Andrew Schultz. Schultz? Andrew, well, obviously, Bill Burr's earned an hour of people's time. I've gone to see him live. Have you gone to see him live? Three times. Yeah. You know, I've seen him twice. I've seen him twice, I think, yeah. Once at the um, NAC and the other time at TD, and TD was not as No, good. I saw him both times at the NAC. Much better, I think. Oh, it's just a, that's a, for good everybody venue. listening out there. Uh, that's National uh, Arts Center. Theater. Sorry for that. Yeah. I saw him in, Van- I saw him in Vancouver at a more intimate theater, and that was probably the best show. Yeah, I can imagine. I was real close up, so it felt more intimate yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Bigger's, you kinda, not, bigger's not better in comedy. No, for sure not. For sure. But that I think Jim Jeffries at the NAC was one of the best was I've ama- ever seen. Dude, that was... Uh, yes, I'm... I'm I fell asleep. Matt. I was. Li- I couldn't you breathe. You fell asleep. Uh, I just got a vape, so a vape pen okay. for the first time. Was <laughs> <laughs> just. Uh, you know what's funny is I brought him and two other buddies, and all of us have vastly different senses of humor, and every single one of us was in stitches the whole fucking time. So I gave my mom a vape pen uh, this summer, and she told me that she OD'd. She used it like she would use a cigarette, and next thing she knew, she was... That's exactly what happened to me. She was lying in bed just going, can you OD on weed? Yeah. I was like, don't worry about it. Those are too easy to use. Then I made everybody listen to that uh, 911 call. 
Yeah, where the yeah. cops phone in. I'm dead. I think time has stopped. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely dead right now. I think that's brownies. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins is dead, just for the record. And they fumbled. <clears throat> Kirk Cousins is dead? And they oh. fumbled, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's not do that. What I was going to say is um, I love I love when Joe asks, he's like, does your car have a, have a CD player? And he's like, does my car have a CD? I don't know. Why? He got on the fence. <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. was great. I don't know why. And then, he, and then he's like, I don't know. I'm just asking. He's like, oh, I thought it was like some sort of insult. Like, hey, what is your car? I have a fucking CD player there, Freckles. <laughs> Freckles. <laughs> yeah. He always got to be on the defensive. Yeah, he's like, yeah fucking hilarious. I laughed um, so hard. I, I had a Matrix moment because uh, we were talking about Jim Brewer being so funny, and then yeah. they talked about yeah. Jim Brewer being so funny. And he is so funny. I'd like to have him on. He's hilarious. He uh, you'd like to have him on our show? Yeah, can we no, do that, Matt? No, he'd steal the show. Uh, Intimately, just right there beside Kamar. Just listening. He'd, just <laughs> he'd steal the show. Listen to this guy. Um, so, statement and question. Okay. Um, so, Joe Hogan. Joe Hogan, yeah. Like, you know, a mix of Hulk Hogan and Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. There's only like one Joe Hogan meme out there. Does that not seem weird to you? The one where, mean, where his mustache is his. Yeah, ha- yeah. No, it doesn't seem that. My meme game is not tight. So that's no, yeah, I, 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 I don't just, play the meme game either. Again, I just thought it was odd that that seems like a no-brainer. All the and anyway, whatever. I look forward to seeing Rogan the- Hogan kids. What's going on <laughs> with you out there? Yeah. Do I have to write this shit? <laughs> thank, Simon, just thank you, kid. Matthew. I was looking um, forward to the Bigfoot Society's state- contribution to the Joe Hogan state- meme world. Statement: um, Hulk Hogan lost three inches. That was this by one, doing eh? his atomic uh, leg, leg slam, atomic leg drop. Sorry, That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. I wonder if that is actually true. He also got body slammed by onto the giant for five years, like all that stuff together. I don't think it's just the leg drop, but dropping, say he weighs three hundred pounds well, on your ass every night. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, you understand though; it's compressing his spine. Yep. Yeah, because he's laying on his ass. And anyways, you understand though, Kamar. <laughs> That's where his back is, well, no, Professor no, Simon. Okay, whatever. Flat you. <laughs> Don't start with me. It's interesting because he is gigantic when he's in Rocky or Rocky Two. Yeah, he's mass. He he's he is six seven. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, which just shows you how big sorry. Andre the fucking giant was. Oh, sorry, keep going. No, he was crazy big. You're you're on there. Um, Paper Tiger, great title for a special. Not enough for you I'm to a watch title. it title type of guy not enough for you to watch it and i'm also with bill that strange times great name for oh a he, he he wish he well he almost you hear him almost say that when he's when he's telling the jokes what is these are interesting times or something yeah. is yeah, uh, yeah. so hearing hearing him have this interview before the special which is a little more inside baseball and 30 and 30 or whatever 30 by 30 oh i called it too by the way we were we were sitting recording our podcast last well, week, was, yes, and so. I said Bill Burr might be on right this second. Yep. And then later on, like two hours later, I got good, the notification. Good work, saying, Too bad yeah. Dave Chappelle can't hear you. Oh. So they were talking about that tiger that jumps up uh, to the, the bus at the elephant. Remember? No, not the bus. Just it's too. Oh, it's got all the people elephant. on the back. Yeah, of the elephant. sorry, yeah. sorry, that's right. And uh, Bill says he jumps up like Zion on Duke. <laughs> yep. 
And we all got that. And I was thinking to myself, what were the probabilities? What were the percentage that Joe got that? Oh, oh zero. The answer? I, I've got to watch. Zero. I've got to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever you're talking about. Zero. Oh, he had even, no idea. No idea. Even, but it was a great um, metaphor. Metaphor? Uh, well, that's a comparison not using like or as. Simile? Whatever. Comparison using like or as. Okay. It was something. Okay. Something sorry. good. Okay. No, no. I, what I, I just Just trying know. to help. That edible, it's really getting to me, Maddie. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Fucking fuck um, right off. Wolf Monkey, great name for a band. Great name for a yeah. band. Much better than McDowell's Electric Funk or whatever I that would, guy was uh, last week. I'll be the keyboardist in Wolf Monkey. Can you play an instrument? Well, I think keyboard is my best chance. <laughs> I'd start with the triangle or something. <laughs> a little less Cowbell. Range. Yeah, cowbell. Can you um, play an instrument? No, fuck Yeah, me. our band's not going to go fucking very far. nuts. Can I play an instrument? I can play guitar a bit. You know who was a great actor who they give some props to in this episode is Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. As Lenny Bruce? I've never seen that role, but... I haven't seen that haven't role either. either. I just mean as an actor. Like him as Ratso in Drugstore Cowboy. Yep. That's a great fucking role, man. Kramer versus Rain, Kramer. Fucking Rain That's Man. some serious... Tr- Rain Man. Drama. The Graduate. The Graduate. Uh, one of his best roles, I'd say, is in uh, uh, Papillon with Steve McQueen. Oh, yeah. When he plays that fucking disheveled fucking prison. like. Well, I think those are his best roles. Does he play Hook, too? He, he plays the pirate in Hook. You are correct. I don't think Matthew. I watched that yep. movie. But. That, is a, that was a good movie just because it had its problems for sure. But I like movies that explore the untold story of a really famous story that you already know. The retelling. It was why I always liked on Lost how they would show you everybody's origin. Well, that's because they all intertwine. Oh, I know. I get it. I'm okay. just well, yeah, well, telling you things that tickle my fancy, okay. Matthew. Listen. Did, did you guys see Tootsie? Yes. That's where he plays the woman. Actually, that's so. That's when um, we took care of transgender shit. It was like 84. That's when we took care of transgender. Not took care of it like it had something it has to be taken care of. It was addressed and like, okay, there's that type of people. This is Doubtfire. That wasn't Again. transgender though. That was straight up um cross cross dressing. Yeah. What? And it was uh he was pretending to be a woman to get are the you role explain, or whatever. Are you expo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're explaining Tootsie to me. We've talked too much about it, boys. <laughs> no, I'm explaining transgender. No, to I thought you were explaining me. Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> oh, to me. I, I was like, is this asshole really doing this right now? <laughs> We've talked too the much po- about he it. He was trying to see his kids, Matt. <laughs> Kamar, what is going on? What is there? happening here? Kamar. I was just trying to pull up a movie. Mark's trying game. to get some football games going. I had a different movie I wanted to do this well, show. Do it, but don't. I wasn't insinuating that you should do. Uh, oh, I was yelling at the yelling. Okay, come on! For the love of God, dismiss this guy what from is the going room. On, I don't know what's going on. So I was yelling at the program because they were talking about who or what uh, mayhem project mayhem was based on in. Yeah, the Fight Club. Society, the, yeah. And I'm yelling, and Joe's like, well, we had we Powell and Nuck on. We should have asked him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. You can even you can't tweet him society. at that point. He's not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. That's where you needed a Brian Redband. And then they talked about um, Goodfellas. And I mean, it's got to be up there 
I mean, top five best movies ever. Maybe top three for me. Yeah, I mean, it's... And when you talk to people, I mean, again, my um, uh, sample size is small. Limited. Limited, thank you. Um, no, people from a all lot walks of people of love that movie. Throw that movie in. It's incredible. In their top ten, and you know. Do you know what it lost best picture to? Tell me. Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Wow, there are some travesties in Do you life. know what it lost best director to? Kevin yeah. Costner dances with wolves. So that's well, a better movie. That's a better movie. That year, yeah, that's a better movie. That's a better movie than Goodfellas. It won the Oscar. It is not. Well, the Oscars are the most rigged fucking. <laughs> as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I mean, that movie. I could quote that movie all fucking day. And Casino is also an amazing movie. Yep. The problem with Casino is Sharon Stone. What? Yeah. What? Wow. She, she is a, Casino. No. A bold fucking nope. statement. You're joking me. I am not joking you. Her fucking journey is the movie. I don't like her. I love her. Don't like her. Don't like when she's on the screen. I find she pulls the movie no, down. No, you don't like her because her character ruins everything. No. She brings them all down. No, I don't like her. Because she's so hot? Just don't care for her, Kamar. But you know who's a crazy. Role Let us know if you like or dislike Sharon Stone, listeners. Is Joe uh, Pesci obviously? Uh, no, no, all those guys obviously played amazing. Don Rickles. Don Rickles also amazing. No, was um, her ex husband James Woods? James Fuck, Woods. Man. There's one scene where he's like, uh, "Do you remember me inside you, inside your head?" Like, because he's brainwashing yeah, her. Obviously. You know? Fuck. They man, steal. That's so powerful. They steal the movie. When he's like brushing he, the cocaine, we gotta steals go. The movie. He, I don't believe her at all. Oh, you! Ch- wow, wow, That's a fucking wild statement. I don't, I don't agree with I can, whatsoever. I, don't I, can, I think she's amazing. Yeah, I don't and know. Every I time I see saying, her walking down that hallway and it's playing um, "House hey. of the Rising Sun," and you know, she, like I, I still feel bad for her. Oh, her. The, the directing was great. The cinematography was great. The movie was amazing. They could have had a better. I don't. I just whatever, man. It's to each their own, you know. I'll give you thirty. I'll give you thirty seconds to name someone else that they could have cast as that role. I'll even let you use actresses from right now. Michelle Pfeiffer, I guess I'd say could do, probably do it. No, because of Scarface, I don't think Scarlett could. Johansson. Mm, she's probably like twelve when. That no, movie I, came said, out. I said. I said you could. Said, use, oh, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Like you could. Sorry, sorry, you could sorry, modernize sorry. it. Was Anyways, my... I could find you better actors, actresses, actors. I don't whatever. think Scarlett just, plays that role. I can't think of it. Right she got now. nominated for that I spot. Think. I don't think she got nominated. But whatever. Um, Something wrong with Joe and having uh, music in movies. That was the most obscene. Was that weird? And he made him sound like a psycho. He was like. It's weird that there's music and movies. Like, it sort of takes you out of it. Like, no, it makes everything. And I was thinking to myself, so you live your life, okay? Things happen to you. You, Something is going on, something exciting. There may very well be a song playing in your head. A little soundtrack. Why was that so hard for him to to relate those two things? Because it's not real life or something? The funniest is that Bill says it multiple times. He's in there. He's like, yeah, they use the music to draw you in. He said that. At least three times during this podcast, well, they even they use the Jaws. music to draw you in. They use the music to draw you in, and and then Joe's like, "Yeah, I don't even know why they have music in movies." Like, I'm telling you, they have made a few movies that have zero original score and no music, and they're eerie. It just doesn't feel like it makes sense. Well, it's just there's something. 
So you need like like I'm saying, even an original score, like some the scene where Donald Sutherland's telling Kevin Costner all the even though it's all made up and he there's ominous music playing like just makes the moment seem more important. And when Kevin Costner is killing all those buffalo and they have that music playing in the background, you know, that's like Oscar worthy. Came from the clouds. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, I was a little disappointed because I had listened to another podcast this week, something else, and heard Bill Burr on it just like for two seconds. Oh, he was on uh, Tom Papa's radio show, uh, whatever that one's called on Sirius. Who's your Papa? Um, not not his podcast? No, this is his radio show. So he was on that. He was talk- They were interviewing him, doing a little spot thing, and he tells this story about the two women who attacked him outside the comedy club there. And then he goes and tells the exact same story on Rogan. And I'm just like, wow, they really do just recycle the same. I'm listening. I heard everything. I heard every fucking word over again, you know, just on different because they're he's doing his I don't the know. tour, man. It would just the be junket. it would be nice to imagine that uh, they don't have like an arsenal lineup. Set, but I guess but- you, I guess you need to in case things, you know. I mean, Slow. I just imagine how many they're doing. You would think that, but just the way these guys were talking, there's always more stories. It's just how comfortable you are. You know what I mean? Like, you must have seen when they were talking about the baby bird. Remember the guy throws up at the guy's mouth? Of course. Yeah. I was a huge Opie and Anthony fan. I never saw any of it. I just, they, for, they talked about that forever. Now we're still talking about it. Yeah. It comes back up, so. They talked about it on Opie and Anthony for years after the fact, the baby bird incident. But they're just comfortable, but sometimes that, that doesn't come up. The baby bird incident? Bill Burr talked about it, how oh, on Opie and Anthony, the guy was throwing up in the other Eggnog. guy's mouth. He's Eggnog. Throwing, oh, that was fucking disgusting. My favorite, though, is Bill trying to tell the story, and he, he goes, and he's gagging. he goes, eh, I can't. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's too soon. Fucking incredible. <laughs> Uh, just to clear it up, she was nominated for Casino, uh, and she won the Golden Globe for it. Okay, well, we know the that Golden means nothing. Golden Globes don't mean shit. Well, how many Golden Globes do you guys have? Four. No, What's I wrong know, with I you? know award, shits are, award shows are silly. <laughs> Fucking right. giving those things I, away. I just don't think you, you can see her performance. No problem. We can let that go. It's over. No, I totally disagree with you, too. I don't think I'm letting Let's, that go. You have a ridiculous opinion of Sharon Stone and Casino. Yeah, I'd like to go to 10 people and ask him, was she good at casino or not? I don't feel like in I have fact, to justi- justify myself to it's you. It's actually such Justin a... I, I think it's such you. a ludicrous opinion that it almost dumbs down all your other opinions. Like, you know when you hear someone say something so stupid? Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson fucking up last week. By the way, I watched the video that you told me to watch of like the of Joe acting like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Visually, it is stunning to watch. And he, and he has what a, guy? What are we talking about here? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Someone clipped together a two and a half minute video of all the times Joe is like, can you fucking believe this guy right now? His face is just like this. Like, yeah, his, he's like, he's like, this guy's not going to let me talk. He's just, I'm, oh, okay. It's insane. It's nuts. And he did not besmirch his name whatsoever throughout this week. He like, even had the opportunity to with Mr. Ackroyd. But you know what I mean? At one point, go, oh my God, I had deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. He was a piece like, of work. Joe must know that Adam Conover is a pedophile or something. Like, he must have gone in with Because previous... that's the only time you felt he attacked a guest or was... Um... Well, I just like... In, in Since we've been doing this, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, well, even and there have been no. people who have been way more attack-worthy. Even sitting in, sitting in between Stephen and Gary, he was like, all right, guys, let's, you know, come on. 
Uh, I feel he had a bit of pushback in the last episode we're going to review. Nope, I disagree. Really? Well, we'll talk about it. I feel like he went on a journey. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about it. Um, so you want to rate that one, or you guys have more? Because I'm all done. You had nothing in there? For Bill, for Burr, we're done. I mean, that was like 20, 25 minutes, no? My point was just that you had you didn't take any notes for Bill Burr? I did. We went through them all. What were they? You want me to tell you what the notes were? Well, I see four pages. There's no way we just had four pages. Well, um, no. well the are you writing one word a page? No, he it, was on quick cuts, but you guys discussed that. I didn't watch it, so I was unable to really discuss that. Um, I didn't know that. We don't they have to go over it. it. Oh it well, just this is what I'm saying. We would the what would have Hulk Hogan. What would have rounded out this discussion was us discussing a special. Had Simon watched it, but you really notice in the special he makes crazy. Con- contorted facial expressions, Bill Burr. He's just not talking there. Like his eyes go down crazy. The faces he makes. Would yeah. you agree? Like he really is quite animated, and I would call him a physical comic based on that stuff. Oh, the story about giving his dog away just hit me so deep. And especially because you know, two specials, three specials ago, one he got the ago. dog. No, I know that was so the whole. Well, you've journey, been on a whole. You know that's that the thing is that's that, Kamara. That's partly what. What bothered me about it is like, I'm like... It was too real. Well, no, it wasn't that it was too real. It's just like, I just have Bill Burr at such a high bar. Do you know what I mean? That for me, like, if it's not if it's not at that level, and I just felt like it was just shy of that level for me. It just started off, I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. I've That's talked to a lot of people liked it. I will say, though, you came in here and said... That's what I said? It was better than Chappelle's special. I liked it better. However, you watched Chappelle's special with the closed captioning yeah, on. Yeah, which is a big mistake. People never do that. You'll feel like you are really smart. Okay, Simon, we're done with Bill Burr. We're sorry. We can't talk about it. He didn't watch it. I rate the episode, Simon. We'll start with you. We'll start with you. I give this episode a three. It was perfectly middle of the road. He did a fine job, but there wasn't anything groundbreaking. And there, you know, I don't agree with Kamar. I don't think it was his best uh, performance on Rogan. I give it a four. I think it's his best performance on Rogan. (laughs) I think after all the times I've been on, still to have all these stories, and I love hearing comments talk about bombing. So I'll give it a three and a half. Right in between the two years, I love Bill Burr. I thought, like like Paper Tiger, I thought this episode was meh. I was happy to see him back, but I I didn't think it was particularly. uh, I really like when Bill Burr's on there with someone else. Bill Burr, well, like cracking wise, just everyone cracking wise. I liked him. I find Bill Burr always has to one up everyone. So if he's on there with like two other comedians, he's like he has to be extra fire, which is why he was great on O and A. But I think also why he was great on that. I think it's the world thing. And Bill Burr has been doing comedy for thirty years, and for eighteen of them, everyone shat on him. <laughs> like he's super defensive and just like, well, yeah. <laughs> what do you wait- mean? Do I have a fucking cassette player? Exactly. So he's waiting for the hits to come, but I, I just think it's a defense. Are mechanism. Bill and Louis C.K. tight? Are yeah, they he even, says. Are he they says, even friends? I, I they're social working acquaintances. I don't know if they're friends. I've, I've never heard either. Well, Louis C.K. doesn't really do podcasts, and I don't know why Bill Burr would talk about him. Just. But they're, they're, they all know each other. They all know oh, each other. I know yeah, they know. Good. I know they know each other. I, it was Chappelle that mentioned him in this special, not Bill Burr. I thought mm-hmm. it was Bill Burr. No, I don't think Bill Burr addressed the CK in his special. And uh, final thoughts on uh, Billy? Billy you Burr? Know, I love Bill Burr. Wilfred Burr? Yeah, I also love Bill Burr. And 
Yeah, we probably won't see him on again until he has another special. Or the election. Ooh, another end of the world. Well, no, he'll be on before. Oh, yeah, you might be right. No, because F is is for family. We'll have another season most likely before. Yeah, you're probably right, Matt. But wouldn't it be fun if they did a second uh, I pray they do. I pray they do. And Bill Burr better be front center at that table the whole time. You know Bill uh, Burt Kreischer is pushing for it right now. We're going to do that again, guys. We're going to do that again, guys. Of course, yeah. So he mentioned in the late 90s at the store, sorry, just before we leave him, um, and how what a miserable time that was. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting to hear because people talk about it now as the best. And it's it's just, you know, things change and come and go. and Ebbs and flows. What I want to say is interesting how no matter what, though, the laugh factory is just not in the conversation. Are they the ones that record your shit? I know, but no one respects it. Everyone badmouths that place. No one respects it. If you were a comic, you would suck dick to get on the stage. But in the big scheme of things, no, it's just always been that way. And they they all do it there. Joe maybe doesn't, but Shab's out there. Uh, Chris Leah does that. They all all do the laugh factory. That's where Kramer lost his career. Pass me the asterisk mark, please. Sorry, what? That is, Matt? Yeah, that's where Kramer... The incident? Yes, the incident. That was at the Laugh Factory. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah no, that was a question. Yeah. Oh, and it's sorry. an ugly building, too. Is it, what, the inside or the no, outside? No, the outside looks like a big castle. <coughs> no, I've never seen the outside. It's weird. 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 Shall we? Yeah, move on. Go All ahead. right, 1349, David St. Clair. You guys start. I got to go grab my jewel. You got it, buddy. So this was always going to be a chance to see what a real polite scientist researcher is like after uh, overbearing, egomaniacal. Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse. Yeah. Uh, Neil deGrasse Hall. Um, he was saying that um, you're going to be getting 10 years. So, you know, they're going to be able to give you extensions of 10 years more. I think he said that. And he also said that they can tell when you're going to die. Yeah, that was weird, eh? The Horvath clock? Yeah. Is that what that was? We both heard the same thing. Yeah. Nothing, that's something you don't want to know, eh? I, I don't know. Well, you... I, 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 I don't like any of this talk, Kamar. You know what I mean? But no, you like uh, prolonging... You just don't like I don't even like finales. the... Pro- I don't even like the prolonging. I just... I'd rather that just wasn't part of the conversation. Just we just do. We are and we are and Don't we, worry about that which you don't have I to mean, worry about. I mean of course you have to worry about it, but I just it would be nice if I in a perfect world for Simon, we wouldn't have to talk about that shit. But I mean that's the easiest placebo to do, right? Just be happy? No. You, I make up a clinic and I people come in to find out how long they live and I just tell them. I just pick a number and Say so it's scientifically proven, blah, blah, blah. We carry the three well, plus the I four. Well, I mean, listen, every, and this is not a knock at holistic healing in any way because I've been helped by some people before, you know? I'm just saying that is definitely um, a haven for people who could be trying to scam you, you know? All of that. Like, there's no proof that any of that works. But if I tell you you've got 20 years to live, you're like, and you're... Maybe you live for 20 years. Yeah. But listen, they tell a lot of people that they have five years to live and they live for 20 years. Like it's. Well, that just goes to show they don't know mm-hmm. that much. But it doesn't matter. Spirit. You could leave the clinic and get hit by a bus and they didn't, you know, they didn't account for that. But we yeah. were just saying he's saying there's a test. We could tell you how long you live for. 
And I was just saying, you could just tell someone. No, the test right now will tell you if you're going to die within the next 10 years. That's the test they can test you for. Is that what it is? I yeah, thought that it. we were that's, talking about that was adding some, 10 years to your life. Well, that was something else. They also talked about the test Matthew just said. But you were telling us the other day that, weren't you? Somebody was telling me the other day that they had a test that could tell you when you were going to die. I thought that that's what this was about. No, I don't think they have that. We're getting test. off on the wrong foot right now. Anyway, I love that uh I love that Joe is just all about improving himself when this guy was like, "Yeah, we um we can fix rat's eyes." Joe's like, "When? When can I have this? I can have this now, right? Like when but and he just kept pressing it like, "Okay, but I mean, if you had to guess a timeline." And the guy's like, "I don't know. Like we're waiting for funding." And he's like, I know, but just like ballpark me a figure. Well, this, so you've like, done you've done it on rats. Have you done it on humans? Do you need somebody yeah, for no. the trial? And Joe was like, "Have you been to Panama? <laughs> Have you tried it somewhere else? Like, is there someone?" Yeah, he just would not. The guy's like, "Listen, Joe, you're first on the list." Joe's I having gotcha. problems reading. Yeah, did, oh, clearly. Did you guys feel when he was asking the questions, he was literally sitting there with a pad of paper and a pen, like, how many times a day? How many milligrams? Oh, like, of course. Well, after I, last, I almost was after last episode, Joe had already gotten on like three different drugs that this guy talked about. But Joe said it. He's like, I have the money. Why wouldn't I do this? I just feel like if I had the money, I just I, I don't know. I feel like cancer will get me anyway or a car accident. Like there's no I don't know. I wonder if there's a way to show you how much Joe how much better Joe feels than you do. <laughs> if that's measurable, you know what I mean? He just walks around feeling better. Well, that Is that's it? hard because he's also, you know, rich, motherfucker. rich and has a fucking compound where everything in it makes him exuberantly happy. So, no. So that's like a psychological thing, but just physically the way his right. heart works, everything pumping. When he wakes up, he feels plus 10 better than you or, or whatever. Not you, me, anyone. You know what I mean? If all this money spending on a self-improvement is paying off and everyone seems to think it is like I could wake up and be like my back. Oh, I, of course, stem cells. Oh, listen, the second this thing gets to fucking... So he, it, this is probably a weird, just how Joe obsesses about anything, a new thing he obsesses about in like an addictive way that he would get into golf or would become a cokehead. It's just self-improvement. You know how Joe's collecting those um, mug shots for the studio? Mm -hmm. People were very upset about that Pablo Escobar one. Why? Glorify a drug dealer? Yeah. Oh, Gor fuck off. Not a not a drug dealer. A murderer. Um, a mass murderer. A mass murderer. Listen, I'm not saying it upset me. I'm just letting you know the temperature of the room out there. Take down George Bush's picture everywhere. I mean, I, whatever. I understand people's position there, but, you know, if you want to hang art in your own fucking personal space, who gives a shit? They talked about uh, beginning there's a zombie gene. Yeah, the zombie gene, yeah. And then they talked about World War Z, and that's going to be the movie game this week, just to get it out of the way. You know what I loved, just before we jump into the movie game, Kamar, what I loved about World War Z was... The speed of the zombies. Not necessarily the speed. I, I don't know if I cared so much for how fast they were, but that they were able to use each other to become like that appendage to make the bridge to you know that's that's a cool concept for the, we haven't seen that in zombie movies before and it's the, nice I, to get something I think new. they were inspired for that when they made the White Walkers or whatever in um, 
Mel Brooks's son wrote that. Eh? I forgot really? to tell you that last time. They, Do you know they what I, the screenplay or the book? No, the book. Interesting. Yeah. He might have written the screenplay too, Matt. Do you know what I really liked about that movie? It started so quickly. Like there was very little buildup. It's Brad Pitt sitting at breakfast with his family. And then and the running. next thing you know, there's zombies smashing their head on the windshield. And you're just like, oh, fuck yeah. Uh, don't they have... They go to like the bridge, right? And he has to, he puts his family on the helicopter and then he goes back. Isn't that this one? Or am I getting confused with a different? That's, uh, that's I Am Legend. That's I Am Legend. Okay, and then so the, yeah. the helicopter yeah. goes down. You're right. You are correct, Matt. I watched another zombie show on um, Netflix. Fuck, what was it called? Can I have the asterisk? Uh, you know what? It's fine. Summer something, maybe? It wasn't terrible. Anyways, sorry. Go I, ahead, Kamar. I remember there was a time when movies came out and it, they had to be action packed. Like, they, they were trying to push who could get the action starter in the first two minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was obnoxious, like, because action was so cool. And it sort of settled down now. So, anyways, uh, war, World War G. World War Z. What? World, World War Z. War G. I never saw the movie. That's another You've reason. Never why. seen but the film. No. Kamar, World War Z. For zombies. For zombies. G for gremlins. Good guys. Gangsters. World War the Good Guys. Ghouls. World War Gangsta, son. Uh, came out in 2013. Brad Pitt. Oh, shit. You guys are supposed to write down your answers. Well, I forgot, as usual. So we'll st- I- Actually, I think-, I think we'll start that next season. Sure. Season two. Season two. Um, Simon, you can go first. All right. Uh, so 2014, is that what you said? 2013. 2013. I think the movie cost, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Good luck. I think the movie cost. Glad you're going first here. A hundred and forty million to make. Does that even make sense? A hundred and forty million to make. And I think it grossed, uh, 600 million. That's way too much. That's a ter- terrible guess. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. Um, I'm going to say it cost uh, $65 million to make, and it grossed uh, $378 million. Wow, very interesting. Because they have two numbers here. They're saying the total budget for the movie was $269 million with marketing. But the movie cost marketing. We don't normally. But do. the movie cost 190 million to make. So I said 125. So you were close there. I'm just way off as usual. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> and the movie grossed 540 million. And I said 600. Wow. You're spot wow. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I threw. That, that's why I threw that. You guys out. text each other about these. <laughs> no, right? really? yeah, yeah, no, for no, sure. Never. You give them a little. A little World War Z with a wink face, I but guess. But that's why I threw that marketing switch it up, not to make it too obvious that Simon crushed you. <laughs> no, I, I don't want you. I want you to win. I want really because I think your reaction right there would say differently. <laughs> no way. It's always fun to watch you sulk. But um, I think you do better with indie movies and that sort of stuff. And Simon's more of a blockbuster guy. Well, he's a Jew. He's a number he's, cruncher. He's, I think he, that's really the key. He's a Waterworld guy. Um. So they talked a little bit about our friend Les Stroud. Ooh, and what did he commit his life to do now? Right, to to looking for Bigfoot. And we won't get stuck on Bigfoot (laughs) because (laughs) that happens later on. But it is just interesting how 
his show, his, not the Bigfoot one, the original Survivor Man. Survivor Man. It was so honest and so real that he would have to like hike back for his camera to get the shot of him walking away. Like it was really. And I don't know if you guys ever saw the, well, the episode Joe was talking about in this was where with the lions where he has to use the, he simulated whether he crashed in a hot air balloon and how he would survive. And he used the hot air balloon as a torch to keep the lions away. But what I was going to say was there's one episode where he crashed. It's a plane crash. He's simulating a plane crash in the Arctic. And he says, and I've broken my arm. So I'm now going to pretend that I have a broken arm for the whole time. And he like slings up his arm. And it's so awkward watching him have to do everything with the one arm. And you would think at some point he would just break. But he fucking just does it, you know? Like, well, it's one arm, but he doesn't have the pain of the broken arm. That'd probably be harder to work in. He'd like stab himself a bit. Agreed. <laughs> it, anyways, it was a great show. I don't know if you guys watched it a lot. Well, it's a survivor. Isn't man, it still yeah. a great show? I don't think there's still. Think well, now anymore. it's all about Bigfoot. But there's no show. He's just looking for Bigfoot. Pretty much. He goes out and just. He, it's still. He still goes out and survives like Survivor Man, but. During the day, he goes looking for tree falls. I feel like that's something you could definitely do for the rest of your life. I feel like it's something he's going to spend the rest of his life (laughs) doing. Look for Bigfoot. I mean, Dan Aykroyd thinks you could just go camping in the Pacific Northwest for a weekend, and you'll most likely (laughs) find him. And there's room service to your trailer. You know what's crazy is... um, Dan Aykroyd? No, that was he was amazing. But uh, crazy, not crazy is the wrong word. But at Mecca... There's yeah. a lot more room for men than women. Okay, sure. Oh, no, I was talking about the black, that black stone yep. that they all worship. It's that piece of a meteor or whatever. It's just so like, even in the religions, there's still so much mysticism. And, you know, there's, there's, I don't, I don't know. There's so little separation between, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, between religion and magic, but some real religious people want nothing to do with the idea of magic. Oh, it's just an interesting juxtaposition. I'll hmm. say. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I don't know about magic and stuff. Um, I think it was really cool when he talked about his grandmother. Was his grandmother's mother was 15 when she had him. Oh, yeah, his grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> grandmother had his dad when she was yeah. 15. Yeah. Because his dad is the, really happy now. And I think it's because his mother passed away. I don't get it. His dad was 80 and looked like he's 30 or works like he's 30. Like he's in very good shape doing all his Well, his dad's on. doing all. He's the guinea pig for all this guy's. And his dad uh, went to the Serengeti with them. Yeah, but he said his grandmother, the- his grandmother got pregnant at 15 and doesn't really know how it happened. <laughs> She sounds like a wild child. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, but she lived in that time where it was he like... I don't know, Billy that. and I were just fooling around <laughs> in the field, and <laughs> I'm pregnant. I mean, she sounded like a wicked person. Maybe it was like an alien abduction or something. She, she sounded like... She didn't want to tell anybody. She sounded like an amazing person and helped make him who she he just was. She didn't want to tell anyone. My, I've never been to Israel, but uh, my siblings have been to Jerusalem, and they were telling me that it was so crazy how it's like... A, four-way separation of the religions and each it's have so their evident. own part of the city 
and how yeah it's very evident when you go from one to the other that you've transitioned like even the way things are kept can i be ignorant and ask what are the separations i think it's catholicism uh muslim or whatever that islam. is islam uh judaism and i'm not sure what the fourth is um it's catholic catholicism and christianity the same thing Catholicism well, is what he said. Catholicism. 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 <laughs> Christianity is a form of Catholicism, maybe, but... Uh, well, there's Christians and then there's Catholics. It's two different so things. So maybe there, those are the... Christians, Catholics. The Roman Catholic the Church. Parts? I'm not sure. And then there's Christianity. Isn't that, aren't those two different things? I thought As they, you can tell, I'm definitely not I thought religious. they were pretty I was baptized. The, well, where's the room for thing. Scientology there? I like the Lutherans. Uh, they own a huge building in the center of town, yeah. <laughs> I like the Lutherans because they think that when you die, that's it. There's no afterlife or no thought or everything? Nothing. You just die and it's dark. I like when Joe said, um, "So sorry, Matt, repeat that. I said the Lutherans think that yeah. when you die, that's, that's just it. the end. Yeah. It's just dark. Fade to black. Not like you live in eternity. Like, it's just so dark. So how do they convince anybody to do good? Uh, well, they just, I think they convinced them that in this life, it's all you have. Why not do good? Just be a good person. That's Why can't a, that? That that's seems a super hard sell, man. That seems like an easier sell. Yeah, it does. Instead of going to the ones that threw you in hell and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it seems like an easier sell than like, hey, if you spend 80 years being good here, uh, we'll give you an eternal afterlife that's fucking awesome. But if you suck here, we're going to fuck you up forever. That's all to keep you in line. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't. I think I'd right away sitting here. I'd rather be a Lutheran than the one I just fucking. Yeah, Luther's like, don't just be good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's, it's all but gonna work. Don't out. be good. This is all you have, and when it's over, hey, that's so it. So Lutherans are from. I finish that sentence for me. What are we? Are we playing a spelling bee? Norway. No, Norway. No, no. Yeah, no. I think they're oh. predominantly in like the. the I have no uh, idea. I'm talking Nordic countries. It's okay. It's an old religion. Kamar, pull it up. I don't know. I am. I am. I am. Um. I love Watch when wrong, I love too. when Joe said, you know, when people say, yeah, there's holes in the fossil record. He's like, I think there's holes in your education. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Wow. No, I'm just crickets. Think- Laugh now, please. Well, no, I'm just thinking about our whole Graham Hancock thing and how you're just so balls deep in this. Oh, I meant to. I, I was going to do that in the post show. But you know what? I, I re-listened to that. I was like, you know what? Matt, you made a really good point. Sheep was the wrong word. I should not have said sheep. The people who believe that are not sheep. They're ostriches. They stick their heads in the sand. They're fucking prairie dogs. I'm you just filthy prairie dog. Not sheep. I see why you had a problem with that. But back to uh, well, this episode. Okay, just real quick to clarify. I really had a problem with sheep also because imagine if I made some wild statement that you like. Imagine if I was just like, I don't know. We breathe blood instead of air. And anyone that thinks different is just a fucking sheep. It's just, it, I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. You wanted to say ostrich. Whatever. Kamar, what do you want to bring up? Lutherans? Predominantly in Germany. Oh, the Germans. And then uh, Estonia, Poland, Austria, Slovakia, Slovenia, Croatia, Serbia, okay, there Kazakhstan. You go. Eastern Bloc. Papua New Guinea. So oh, forth, wow. so forth and so on. Um, but it's, uh, it's something to do with Protestants. Okay. It's a form of Protestants and the teaching of Martin Luther. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Martin Luther, I, that listen, was going to be my question. I'm done with fucking... Um, I have... I, I, there's something I don't understand. 
This really boggles my mind. So Joe, our man Joe, super rich. Well off, he's comfortable. He's got tons of cash. Mm-hmm. Okay. He loves ancient civilizations. Mm-hmm. He loves them. He hasn't been to very many sites. He could go to them all. He's a busy guy. He likes... Yeah, okay. You just got a hand. Fair enough. No, 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 because I, I was just going to say, I think it's because he's scared. He Like he even said, I don't want to go to Egypt because it's unstable. But he could go and have the, you, you know, he could get the special tours and the... In and out, Stay private. in the, the safest thing. Like he could do it. I, I just, if I was him, I hate flying. And I'm also scared of all these places. But I would, if I had the money... I would do it my way, you know, but I would definitely do it. He'd have to go with Ari because he like he couldn't take his family because it'd be even more of a hassle unless they all want to go. But that even more. Security no. Yeah, that's whatever. too much. Uh, but if he just went for like four days, the exu- executive VIP treatment. I'm telling you, Simon, I think Joe has like a 10 year plan that involves like I think he knows he's like, I'm not going to do this podcast forever. And then he's going to bounce. Yeah. So I think he's like, I'm just going to do this fucking thing while I, you know, Make hay while the sun shines. Yeah. And then and then maybe you never know. Maybe he'll spend his seventies and eighties just going, just going to fucking places. all those places with all his money. But right now he's like, I'm gonna stack up paper mm-hmm. so that I maybe he's like, I'm gonna stack up as much money as I can. I'm gonna go find Bigfoot myself. Maybe. You might be right, Matt. That's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, Joe is the type of guy like we've like you just finished mentioning, he's so obsessive about shit. That maybe he's literally just building a fortune to be like, I'm going to go get him myself. The travel bug. I don't think he'll ever stop doing comedy. They just scored another. No, touchdown. no. It's just an interception. Um, do you think it would humble him and bring him back more to the uh, occult side, Joe? If he went to these places? If, I, I'm thinking the, the pyramids specifically but maybe give Machu Picchu whatever like yeah no I, fun, I you know what I mean like I, maybe I just really think that I it just when he said he was scared of Egypt it got me thinking like you you have the money where you don't have to be scared of anything you know you can do this in a way that but, I, what's I he afraid know. of getting robbed or terrorism I, I don't think know. I think that's what it was I'm, I'm really not sure mm-hmm He's afraid that he might be wearing a tie for some reason and a group of terrorists will <laughs> come up from flops. behind him. Yeah, and he's just, he's like, oh my God, I'm so caught off guard. And his fanny pack's like over on the bus. Yeah, and he's, he's like, got ah! his, knife, his knife is in there. The bow isn't within reach. Why now? <laughs> there was the story about uh, the monkey sharpening the stone to get out of the zoo to break the glass at the zoo. That's a crazy story. And then Joe was saying... Um, he hates monkeys being in prison because he got high that one time and went to the zoo and had like a moment with the monkeys in the enclosure there where he was like, this just doesn't seem right. They're too smart for this, blah, blah, blah. Hey, imagine if Eddie Bravo was the monkey sharpening the fucking... The fakening, that'll happen. What do you mean? Like we're in a fucking... We're in a cage, man. Eddie Bravo is the only monkey sharpening the fucking... Him and Alex Jones, the only monkeys sharpening stones. Do you, That's the analogy you're going with. Do you remember Basement Jacks? The the video for Where's Your Head? Yeah, yeah. That, that was like that. Remember all the monkeys had their faces on it? Yeah, yeah. In the lab? Yeah, like yeah. That was the first faking I could think of. That's what I imagine it be. I don't think, I think Joe's over Zeus. When I was in Amsterdam, 
uh, one of the times I was in Amsterdam, we would get high, obviously, and go to the zoo. Amsterdam has a really shitty zoo, but it's just something to do while you're there. And I was at the orangutan. Uh, it's it's behind glass enclosure. Enclosure. Thank you, Matthew. You're welcome. And true story. So, girl orangutan and me, and we're like in dialogue through the glass. Not obviously not talking, but like she's obviously not talking. She's aware of me, and uh, I'm obviously aware of her. And I start making like I touch my head and she touches her Sign head. Language. She's mirroring me. And the male orangutan sees this going on and he fucking loses his shit, man. Like he looks at me as some sort of threat to his lady friend, I guess. And he starts charging the glass, but it was really like, I, I had that moment that Joe had, you know, just of like how real these creatures were behind the glass and how like nature's metal close to us. They were, I don't know. It was weird. How and the hell then, have you held on to that story for this long? I don't know. I just unbelievable. Eh? Forget. But at the same, so like a pearl at the same zoo, they had a polar bear and it was obviously like some relic from like a circus or something. You mean it was emaciated? No, it looked fine. But what it would do was it would walk out onto like this out jut it had. It would do like two circles and then come back. And then like it had this routine that it couldn't shake, even though it was now in a zoo. It was so fucking sad, man. It was a really sad zoo just all around and being high just amplified this the like joe was saying the weirdness of and i think i told you there was a huge gathering around one uh section and we went over like what the fuck is this and it was a raccoon because they don't have raccoons over there so they were all like we have an area of the zoo called cry with the pandas if you want to go (laughs) in the enclosure you can be stoned and cry with the pandas for any amount of times it works for you if you want Maybe lay around with a panda or two, smoke a joint. Whatever's nice. It's like a cheap zoo. We have fun. It would have to be um, koalas if you want to smoke with them. No, whatever. We have yeah. like a. We just let everything in one enclosure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a big mishmash. It's like what do they call that square in uh, Denmark? Christian Square, where everything's just legal. They just let yeah, yeah. all the animals yeah, all, together in, in this one, one enclosure yeah. and see what happens. We really call it survival of the fittest. We give them weed. To yeah, mellow everyone yeah. out, and then we just put them all together. Are you trying to say we should be smuggling raccoons in Amsterdam? Well, if you want to make the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. That's where we start making our money with bear gallbladders and raccoons. <laughs> We're just fucking shipping just them out of Canada. Yeah. You've never gone to safari? No. You've I'm, never gone to safari? I've been to uh, the, the safari African lion safari in Ontario. The, no, no. The one at uh, Bush Gardens. Okay. Oh, I did that one too. That's in Quebec? No, it's in Florida. No, Florida. Oh. Yeah, I guess that counts. If there's more if there's counts. more tigers in Texas than there are in no, the maybe. world. But this guy was talking about going on uh would you like to go to Safari in Africa? No. Nope. No, I have no desire to go to I would Africa. I'd be scared out of my fucking gourd. No the, offense. The plane Africa. isn't an issue, right? You just we can get you there. Um, I don't, uh, I would love to go, but I would still be very afraid of the actual wildlife and also the idea of getting sick over there. I, I say, have a very is, bad stomach. My thing know? is too much medication. 
Oh, the malaria pills? I couldn't do yeah, that. Too much, uh, too much planning, medication for what I feel. Like, first of all, I've said it before on this podcast. I can't travel for longer than two weeks. So if you're going to invest that much time and medication and and headache, you'd want to go over there for like a month and hit a shitload of countries. Like my uncle lives half his life, half time in Africa. Like he'll be going there in like three weeks and he goes for like four or five months at a time. And that's, you know, I could spend five months in Africa if someone had some good fucking weed. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. You really want to go on safari, Kamar? Is that what you're saying? No, I was just thinking I saw the other day an elephant give birth. It just drops. Like. I can't. Yeah, I got to be honest too. Watching and they talked about it, didn't they? Like watching an animal get taken down and eaten. I don't want to see that. I have no fucking. Even watching it on nature's metal, I'm like this. No, but if you were just there, no, that's hey, fun. dude, let him go, let him go. Yeah, wait till I leave. Yeah, like I mean, in the, even the most simple thing, Matt. I was at the cottage once. This is a long time ago, and a dragonfly landed on the water. And it got stuck. And I was getting a stick to just move the dragonfly out. And as I'm doing it, a frog comes and eats the dragonfly. And, you know, the way they eat it, it's like... It's way bigger than the frog, so it, like, takes them three bites. Anyways, even that is, like, hard to watch, you know? And that's just a stupid frog and a stupid dragonfly, you know? Yet I have no problem with 500 cattle being mass slaughtered in a room right. every day. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, you just don't Weird. think about that. No, you're really. right. I don't. And but if, like you, I saw- if you did start really thinking about that, Matt, I bet you would switch the way you ate. Me too. I just choose not to think about it. Well, I mean, the thing that really, the thing that really fucks me up is like yesterday I saw a clip of a cheetah taking down a gazelle and like the gazelle is running at like Mach 1. You know what I mean? And you're, I'm thinking to myself like, this animal is about as fit. It's like the second fittest thing out here. And it's fucking, it's juking. It's got all the right moves, but it just makes one mistake. And next thing you know, there's two cheetahs on it. And yeah, and it's dead. And I'm sitting there thinking like, this thing deserves far, like to be alive far more than I do as far as, I mean, I know that I have the brain that, that has gotten our species to where it is, but like you just, you, you know, it just seems so fucked up. And you also hate seeing... Like the same way when you see three people beating one person up on the street, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. I don't want to see that. You know, when you see four lions take down Unfair, a baby. Unfairness. Take down yeah. a baby gazelle. You're like, well, that doesn't seem right. The but worst just, is if it's screaming or something. Ah, that yeah, deer in like, the bear. Oh, my God. That the bear. Or that mother whale who the calf is dead or whatever, and it just won't. And it's screaming and crying. Oh, man, it's horrible. You know what's interesting? They were talking about, um, I think, hyenas. And they eat animals alive. Bears, too. But but he, they were saying something about how hyenas are disrespectful in the animal world because they do that. Or maybe he said, I can't respect an animal. That well, because they, they don't animal. kill you before they eat you. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that was bleeding over to the other guy that said, the I don't think don't they're disrespected in the animal world. That nature is nature. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? okay. 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 I think it's because they laugh. Because they have that fucking heinous laugh. Ah! <laughs> They're also scavengers. Yeah, and they're, they're gross fucking, they're disgusting dogs. <laughs> and they dogs. have giant clits and the, they're fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about their penis gross. size clit. They're gross, man. Like, yeah. they're gross. I don't, I wouldn't want to have a hyena Can I have for the a ashtray? Pet. Yeah, sorry, man. Well, you're a fucking weird, you're like a, 
You're some sort of Mad Max maniac if you want to have a hyena for well, a Well, uh, I told you about that video of the guy. You know, you'll see one of the guy coming in, a lion will be his buddy. Well, this one was a hyena. I'm like, how can you want that as your fucking yeah, it's insane. giant fucking clit rubbing all against you? Like, no thanks. It's giant fucking clit rubbing but, all against So car. I was thinking a little bit about uh, Planet of the Apes, just whatever, as they were talking about monkeys. And then, you know... Like animals never can, um, or never, I shouldn't say never, but we haven't seen it yet. Like groups, different animals working together for a common good. If that ever happened, that would be very interesting. Like um, We'd be in a lot of trouble. Monkeys and dolphins, if they could somehow, maybe that's the, the missing link for them. Our problem would be ants, really. If ants could just get together and All be like insects, holy fuck, man! That's what I'm saying, yeah, there are so many insects. They just start one person at a time. We're just moving one. Well, person Joe's at a time. one of the things Joe says that I I'm so with him on is that imagine insects were the size of us. We would those things would be like the scariest fucking alien. They would be scarier than any animal out there. They would make grizzly bear like a praying mantis, you know, or an ant mat if it was like the size of a bear. Yeah. Fuck it. There'd oh. be no societies we'd know it. Whatever civilization was would be underground. <laughs> You're damn straight, Kamar. Like it, was just, it was just either that. It'd be or like four giant dudes in lo- loincloths like living in a fucking cave. And of when buses. they find those giant underground structures, cities, and whatever that they put so much effort into, you wonder what the fuck was upstairs that they were so worried about. Uh huh. Like ants the size of uh, bicycles or something. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Are well, we done with this guy? Uh, I think like snakes, a snake and something else teaming up would be a really good yeah snakes combo fucked. But but the snake would just turn around and kill you. You know, like the uh, scorpion and the frog. Yeah, they just can't work together. Yeah. What do you want from me? I'm a scorpion. It's my nature. No, this guy's really uh, informative, and like I said, you have to sit down there and write these things down, and then do further research. But he's talking about knocking ten years off, which I, I wouldn't mind doing. But so, I mean, this, I just really quickly, unless you have a lot more on this guy, Simon, in in closing for me, you know, there's this big talk on Reddit about how Joe is kind of disconnected from his, a lot of his audience now. And you sat there and you're telling people like you need a pen and a pad to really take down. I think the prerequisite is you need a lot of money. I don't think any, I don't think the three of us could live off the regiment that this guy's talking about. I, he, the one thing he was talking about was like a buck a pill and you're supposed to take like three of them a day. I mean... No, but agreed, Matt. You couldn't do most of this shit, but I'm sure there are a couple little things he said that you could probably implement. Sure, my point is just that, you know, there's a lot of people talking about how it's not very accessible anymore, and, like, he has a guy like this on, and I would say maybe only 10%, 15 if I'm being generous, maybe 25% of Joe's listenership, if I'm being generous, can truly afford to to do a lot of this stuff. Like, again, he's talking, you know, just quit your job, go out and live your dream. Like, okay, I think you got to find out how much better Joe feels than you. We got to figure out yeah, that we, index yeah. or whatever right, yeah. that is. Again, maybe don't look at it, and I'm not saying you, but whoever, don't look at this kind of episode as a, this is stuff I should be doing. Just this is what's out there. They're making people live longer. It's really expensive now, but like anything else, you know, at some point it's going to be accessible to everybody, hopefully, unless the government steps in and. 
and ge- genealogy is everything. I think it's different though. I think Joe's still the same. His audience is grown so big now. It's so many sides wanting him to be whatever they want him to be. Hold on, yes and no. You got to admit though, he he's way richer now than when he started episode one with the snowflakes and Brian in his house. Yeah, but I don't think money mattered even then. I'm not saying money mattered. It. I'm just saying. Listen, the guy spent $10,000 a month on a fucking T1 line in like the 90s for his internet. So, yeah, so money didn't I understand that, but I'm just saying, you know, I can't see myself being able to afford um, this regiment of fucking adding five years to That's my fair. life. That's right up with me wanting to do the TRT or whatever. Yeah, you know what? I, like, and again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's something to strive for, right? Like we can sit here and go, okay, I got I to gotta start <laughs> making more money so that I can get this regiment whatever i'm done that's well, my rant so we've been you guys i i think i've listened to joe rogan for eight years or nine years uh how long do you think you've listened for it? uh eight years i know it's eight years i don't you know you're two years in simon you're three years in or something two or three years um yeah. but have listen you ever got, to them all yeah yeah no no but we, i'm just talking about absorbing what they talk about have you gone to a float tank yet no and nor will i ever <laughs> well, there you go so, but I'm claustrophobic. It's no, terrible. But I, I think if you were to go down the road of like Joe and what Joe does is the way to live life, you, you have to float. No, that's <laughs> not why I'm listening to this show. Doing the float take is like when they do the baptism. You know what I mean? So if, if you haven't done that, you're always on the outside looking in. I thought it was mushrooms. Well, that's as long as you had done mushrooms, you were in the club. Well, you can relate, but I'm just saying if you're living like Joe, you have to float. I floated, <laughs> but I floated. That should be our first shirt. Do you even float, bro? <laughs> you have flo- you have floated. Tomorrow? I floated, but it was at the Nordique, and it's a group float. Oh, that is not at all the same thing. So every five seconds, someone's getting in and out, yeah, and yeah, splashing. The, the Calabar. No, no, no. no and it's no. eighty bucks. You can't yeah. eighty bucks extra. extra. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Kamar. I did it because but of Joe. You, you cannot say you floated. I, I. He can say he's floated more than either of us. Say, Agreed. Say you went to that thing and no one else. Yeah, if no came one else. Down, yeah, yeah. If it was a slow night, you would have. You would or no one could afford it. You would achieve but some Kamari, sort of float. But it's a you, sensory it's deprivation sensory, tank. You're, you're not missing, at all yeah. doing that. You're supposed to lose your body. Okay, well, lose Simon's, yourself. Simon's being a bit aggressive towards Kamara. It's this, underground in a cave, and it's all dark. If no one else was there, if I'm there's, sorry, Kamar. I'm really sorry. I was so aggressive. No need to you. apologize, man. I I appreciate your passion. Better great, enough. great. I'm apologies, just saying. Simon. I heard about Go it. Fuck yourself. <laughs> I heard about it on the podcast. Joe Rogan, obviously the float tank, which was everything. I went there. They said they have this salt bath. I was like, that's it. I'm doing the float tank. You know. Well, you know what? He hadn't I, even gone into saunas yet. Other than you fucking your flashlight on the 401 on your way back to Ottawa, I made my first uh, Joe Rogan purchase. I bought some MeUndies. For me which, and the wife. Which no I also way. want to do, man. Yeah. yeah. You I, want to do. I want to he do. Did. He we did. Spent, we spent 350 bucks. <laughs> Good story. I want to do Just balling out. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got them yet? No. Well, the first purchase. Well, I'm just. If does advertising work? If they're comfortable, I'm going to get the subscription. Fuck it. So they send you like a pair of underwear a month. For how much? I forget. Right on. I'm in. I also want to do it too, Simon. Shout out to MeUndies. Free free plug for you guys. That's how easy it is. <laughs> we're not getting paid for that. Um, okay, we're done with them. Rate this episode. We'll start with Kamar. Uh, it, I'm a weirdo, man. Because of that grandma talk, this was a four for me. Like I, I felt a, it was... Because of the grandma talk. It, I, no, it's just, he talked about himself. I got to know him more than 
just dropping th- all this stuff that I you, we know it. You got the saying. origin that you wanted. Origin, baby, and it was such a relief after grass asshole Neil DeGrasse hole. Shout out to the person that does our subreddit too, Simon. I know you're not. Did you see what he did? So no. he, he leaves links to all the episodes that Joe Rogan posted, like on each subreddit for the episode of ours that he posts. And he for the Neil DeGrasse link, he wrote Neil DeGrasse hole. I nice. thought that was a great little. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's Thanks, good. buddy. Someone's listening. Yeah, there you go. At least you know one real person. Yeah, listening. Yeah, Simon. Person. I give it a four. Simon? I'm going to give this one a uh, 375. 375, okay. Um, I'll give it a three. That's it. Yeah, and and uh, I like this one especially because there was much less talk about all the things you can buy to make yourself. Well, we had already gone through that this no, year. That's, so, that's yeah. what I'm saying. This one was more like Kamara was saying, just kind of a discussion with this guy, which we didn't get in his origin episode, so... There you go. Well, oh, but uh, like you, hold on. Like Kamar said too, he also came with some. I'm breaking through some shit here. You know what I mean? You said you were like, he better not come on empty-handed. Like he better not come on like, well, we're still just working on some stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, we haven't really made that many advances. He came on and was like, I fucking cured a rat. I gave a rat new eyes, yeah. young new eyes, without doing much, oh, and yeah, he that, and some others. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. He said he was. He's. He listen. If this guy gets some money and stays alive, he can. Re- he could really change some fucking shit. As long as he doesn't go down in like a Taiwanese airliner, and he drinks. Well, why not? If you know you can fucking add some time. If listen, this guy's banking on the fact that he's going to regenerate his liver in five years. So what? I bet he's a heavy drinker. Well, he's exa- that's what I'm saying. He drinks. Yeah. He's oh. like that guy. Um, how to survive until the Matt? Help me. How to sur- Oh, um, till the singularity. Till the singularity. Thank you. Like when you say you just got to get there. No, that was not. That's not his book. When you say you drink two glasses of wine a day, that's like that means you drink it every day. Maybe it's, maybe it's a bit more than two glasses. Oh, I was just gonna say if you're admitting to two glasses a day, a as day. someone who used to drink, you're definitely drinking a bottle of wine a day. Using. Can yeah. we have final thoughts on this gentleman? Salt of the earth. Such a pleasure to hear someone not browbeat me with knowledge and just talk. And doesn't he really seem like a genuine dude? Absolutely, way better than Shane Dorian. What are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? He's trying to take it's almost a year. He's trying to take it full circle, baby. We're almost there, man. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on. Uh for uh, listeners. Final uh, thoughts from Simon. Oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh really nice guy, salt of the earth. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh and for listeners, this is not, Simon the Echo. For listeners, this is where the ad will be, so we're just gonna sit here in silence for two minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a joke. Kamar's so bummed about the ads. Just so livid. Look at him. Let's, we're looking let's forward to it. we're looking forward to moving upward and onward. So <laughs> he says he says it crying. We're looking forward to moving upward and onward. He's, he's fucking he's in distress. He's, I am crying because I'm it's, compromising it's, myself. It's like you know when they think the president's in distress, they're like, go to page four and say the word at the top of page four. It's frustration, man. Oh, I'm sorry, come on. I, I don't mean to frustrate you. No, we're going to do it. Number thir- we're going to do it. <laughs> Number 1350, Nick Bostrom. Deep waters. Deep waters. And I just want to start this episode by saying, I am going to give you a bunch of things that he said, Matthew. I don't know what I believe. Okay? I'm just not sure what I believe. So I, I these aren't my thoughts. Some of them may be my thoughts, but most of them are his thoughts. I'm just... 
Why do you need to give me a disclaimer? Just start talking. I would like to start out by saying this guy is a philosopher. And philosopher is to ask questions and try to answer them. He is not a scientist. He's not a scientist. And, 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 you know, philosophy doesn't necessarily ever have to get anywhere for it to be philosophy. Right. What a sweet job, though, too. Like, but what do you do? I just, I don't know. What do you do? (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe I could prove it to you by putting it this way. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's all just like arguments and logic. Well, I listen to it on two times speed. So for me, his his impersonation is more like, well, I don't know. Maybe we could do some uh, something if it's his accent was so weird. First of all, I didn't know he was Swedish until he said it. Then I was like, oh, Swedish. Like I was trying to figure out where the fuck this guy was from. You were just lost altogether. Totally lost. lost. I thought South African. I mean, that's my go-to when somebody has an accent I don't understand. Like I said, whenever I see a guest, I Google them right away, and it's a Swedish philosopher. Like, okay, or whatever. You know, it's a Swedish philosopher that deals with AI and the Well, I also didn't know he was a philosopher until later in the episode because... At the beginning, Joe's asking him questions the exact same way he would ask um, Neil deGrasse Tyson a or question, a researcher, where he was looking for an answer Defendive. that had proof. Yeah, and that this guy just didn't. His were all the re- whole reason he's famous is because of a theory he has. It's all thought know? experiments. Yeah, that you just you play out and yeah. then you you can't disprove or. But I liked how practical this guy was. Like, Absolutely. Even towards the end when Joe was like, so which one of those three do you think is like the most? And he's like, well, I don't work like that. It's more like um, I would give each a probability, like it's a number. A, it's a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like, I can't, I wouldn't rule any one of them out. I would say this, you know, but, and he wouldn't even give a number, well, which I, I love Joe too. So they're like, come on, just give, well, give me a number. But sorry, go ahead, Simon. No, no. I apologize. I, I was just going to say. Um, Let's get in the stuff we don't understand. I love that. Like Kamar was saying, I think a couple of weeks ago, you know, you get these, all these different um, scientists or whoever on talking about this same subject, AI and the simulation, not so much the simulation, but AI, and they all have such wildly different theories as to how this is all going to work out and to what's important and what's not important, you know, in the big scheme of things, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's always interesting. I like how he said, it's not a question of whether we're going to be able to harness AI. It's whether we're going to do the right thing with it. Like, again, it's not a computer that's going to take over. It's going to be whether we, as human beings, can do the right thing with this great whatever tech and not kill each other with it, you know? Ooh, that, but that's very or easy. Or ourselves. That's very easy to choose a side because you're either going to uh, put AI into weapons and, you know, drones that can just kill everybody or you're going to put it into cleaning the planet or whatever. What do you think about uh, what Joe is always saying that we can't possibly be the end, right? We're just just like monkeys became us. I mean, not, you know what I mean, though. Just... We're just the middle of an evolution that ends with question mark. I, th- I yeah, I think we're just that's like some sort of weird ego that we can do that. We're just long for the ride, like the animals and everyone else. You know what I mean? No, but you didn't answer my question. Do you think <laughs> that, Matt? Do you think that? Did you listen to the question? Uh, yeah, ask it again though. We're a stepping are we, stone. Are we just the middle of an evolution? Or are we, you know, very close to the end? 
of of where human beings are going. Well, I mean, I think listen, there's most likely been multiple extinction level events on Earth. So it's tough to say like who knows, we could get right to the point of the singularity or the X factor or whatever the fuck you guys want to call it and then something could hit the earth and it could all come to an end. You know what I mean? Like we could create the robot that could wipe us out, but then the next day it all comes to an end anyway. And then who knows, some some fucking organism floating around for a million years ends up propagating life and this whole fucking thing starts again. Who knows? And and, and it, it never ends. It just it, We are in the, the most futuristic point of humankind ever right now. To the next moment, you know what I mean. None of this stuff we're talking about has happened. Well, I've been thinking a lot, in different dimensions, a lot lately about, um, and I, I, I won't get stuck on this because I know we're going to talk about this later. But the idea that aliens are actually humans, just you know, I think you said that at some point. Anyways, you're pointing at me for the listeners, Matt. Yeah. Um, just, but that's the evolution, you know. Whatever I said, and they're AI coming from aliens. the future or from a long ways away. I don't know how they're traveling. Anyways, point is it's an interesting concept. And then that way, the, the grays that you're always seeing are their AI sent down here as the drones, but just like with any sort of warp time travel distance is right. Exists. No longer yeah, a factor no, anymore. No longer a factor. That's true. So there's no long away ways. It's, it's another, Dimension. They have it has to come from another dimension. We're back to where we started the first episode. <laughs> but this guy is just the possibilities. He's not saying one thing or the other. Or uh, I can't tell you that uh, AI is going to kill us all. Or AI is going to be amazing. Or it's going to take fifty years. It could take five years. He can just go over the, the possibilities and break them down. My favorite is when Joe looks at him and he goes, "I mean, people always want timelines, right? Like people are always asking timelines. So like, I don't know." Maybe just give me a timeline. And I'm saying the thing to myself, it's you that always want timelines, Joe. This is your show. You're the one pushing the narrative. Just tell him you want a timeline. Just ask the question. Like, don't act like there's... He always does that. Like, for the listeners who don't know, maybe just tell them what uh, what that is, that particle that you're talking about. I read an article about it way back. <laughs> I can't really remember. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He does read a lot. And, yeah. like, you could tell... I meant to mention that in the, the episode with uh, fucking Longevity Guy... Joe clearly reads a ton about keeping himself like David Sinclair. Yeah, he was on top of all that shit. Anyway, sorry. Keep Did going. you guys ever hear about those two robots? I think it's Facebook made two robots and they started talking to each other in a language that they invented. Mm -hmm. They had to turn them off. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's fucked up, man. That's yeah, super well, cool. That was like if a that's year ago. True, I don't know if that's a real story or not. That was like a year ago, and I thought, well, it's the end of the world in like two months. So that, just shows you, predictions. that just shows you it takes human beings like hundreds of years to develop language and like two computers hook up, and it takes them five minutes to be like, no. Yo, these guys probably shouldn't be listening to what like a fifth, a fifth of yeah, a nanosecond. No, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Like five just right away. Yeah. And the way these things learn is the same thing as we look at a time and learning. You know what I mean? Just on that computer level. They will warp. That'll be a portal itself. We're back to that. What did he... Uh, I <coughs> kept getting lost when he was talking about having the brain in the simulation. Do you guys... You don't remember that? Having the brain... Yes, I do. Uh, do you know what he was talking about? 
Because I ju- I couldn't I couldn't understand I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, he was saying. Um, let me try to get this out. He was saying that it would be easier to just simulate a brain as opposed to having us wear, as opposed to having us all like wear virtual reality. He said it would just be easier to simulate millions of brains. But I don't understand what that means. Simulate brains. Well, I think it's the it's the old like brain and vat. Like that's a super ancient. Um, that's like the original simulation idea that we're all just a brain in a vat. Uh-huh. So I think that's kind of where he's, I, I mean, I, Simon, I'm just trying to tell you that I yeah, was listening yeah. to what you were saying I, I, and I, just, I did hear what he was saying. I just didn't really, I, I got most of what he was all about in this thing. But that one point I was just like, I didn't, he kept saying it too. And Joe didn't press him on it. I was yelling at the thing. Just ask him, what is he fucking talking about? Simon, your giants are getting fucking shellacked. The, it's okay. They like the uh, third and fourth quarter. The AI building uh, computer isn't that what they're talking about? The AI? The, no, the AI building. could build the build the brain. Could build the brain. Um. Well, like he, I said, though, I've said this forever. If we can't understand the brain, I find it very difficult that we could create a computer that could then. Yeah, that's right. Because it's got to find every synapse and everything, and yeah, and, and we, we and we don't we even know have yet. zero idea. So I find it in fil- until we can figure it out. I I'm not certain how, but again, if it can create its own language that quick, maybe if we plug our brain into a computer, maybe quickly the computer will be like, I get this. Do you guys think this guy was optimistic? Exactly. Maybe. Do you guys think the guy was optimistic or pessimistic about everything? Uh, well, his accent just makes him optimistic about I, everything. Yeah, I guess I think, it's very tough. Like there, he I could tell he me the world was optimistic. ending tomorrow, and I'd be like, "But it's not really going to right." Like, but yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, but I I agree with what Matt is saying. He did have a funny accent that made everything lighthearted. But I think he was also optimistic. His disposition. Yeah, he did seem optimistic, but his accent made it almost impossible for me to feel like he was pessimistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what is a really crazy. Uh, point that they made but very true also is that we've been living i mean humans have only been here for such a short period of time as far as you know the world goes but i hate when people say that like we only have we have luck we're lucky if we have a hundred years here we've been here for maybe fifty thousand people are like relative to the earth the earth is okay fine a if floating there's, rock if there, if there, that's gonna you know i was just thinking of looking at a um if all the earth is an hour clock we're one minute mm-hmm. that's no the, we're we're like half a second, point a at, second oh, okay. yeah. my point was <laughs> that we're just so <laughs> used to even in the past 20 years we're so used to living with the internet and everything that we have now but we lived without it for so much longer than we lived with it you know but it, i don't know and we're already talking about ai and robots and this and that and this is all like inevitable no what's really crazy well, it's is it's all when- going to happen in a shorter time than we were fucking um I don't know, driving cars, you know what I mean? It's it's weird. What's really crazy is that he said he's like, uh, what did he say? There were periods of time where like people lived and there was just zero technolo- technological innovation. Like imagine living your whole 60 years on like just the same old wagon wheel. Right. Happier. Like, yeah. And Happier I, person. I, I was think thinking maybe. like maybe. E- even us, and I know we're always talking about an X factor and all of that shit, but if things go just normal, according to Hoyle from this point on, like we probably don't see iRobot, you know, but maybe my son does. It, it's just, 
we've gotten so, I don't even know if it's lucky because maybe it's better to live simply. Who knows? But as far as like technological advances go, if, if it's not from the wheel or, um, electricity, like we are living in a crazy fucking time for that right now. You know? Or we're living in a simulation. Cause what I just realized is <laughs> thanks. Kamar. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, you know, pressing of the matter issue. Maybe it's not on the world conscious to talk about it, but um, it isn't in, there isn't a cop show where AI is part of it or, you know what I mean? Just uh, artists sort of idea of a, a robot cop. I mean, we've oh, had Robocop. I was going to say, there was. <laughs> but, there's, nothing, there's nothing been like a robot cop. But writers sitting down and writing a show take, Assuming what will happen with some of these things, you know, I guess it's Terminator is, is one, but it, it, it isn't happening because we're thinking it's around Isn't Mr. Robot about that? iRobot? No, Mr. Robot, the no, show. Robot. It's about what? AI? Is that not no. what it's about? Oh, never no, mind. No, it's you can about, tell I've never uh, seen a I mean, they're hackers, but it's not oh, about, okay. uh, it's like a... But it would just have to be some sort of imagination of just some, is it always dystopian or just make it like it's so much better? I mean, the idea of robot wars, where you have robots fighting against robots. What's the point? Is that that's just a waste money? Yeah, but that's great for the economy. But, but it's great for the economy. I mean, it doesn't help with your whole population issue thing. But I mean, but Kamar's right. As I was saying that, I'm like, there's no, there's no. The um, whole point of a war is to hurt there's someone. There's no they stakes. Go, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Kamar, no you're forgetting that, that once point. your robot kills all their robots, then, then your robots moves you. in right. and rapes yeah. and kills yeah. all the people, and you just sit back going, "Oh, the robots did it." I guess so. It's just robot defense. I I just don't. It's just a new line of defense. No, I was thinking more like Whoever this way people first. could still have their wars, but you could eliminate the uh, the casualty. I'm telling you, when I was ten years the old, human casualty. When I, I think was, human casualty is a prerequisite of war. Of course, yeah. Like I said, sorry, the second the second sorry. I said it, I realized it was a stupid thought. When I was ten years old, I was sure it was possible. For there to be world peace and no wars. And I thought that's what we were all working towards every day of our lives as human beings on the planet Earth. That's not the case. Well, the U.S. economy, I'm pretty sure, is like dependent on it at this point. Trillions. The Chinese economy needs slaves. Like you need, you know, you guys talk about an X factor. That seems there's always an X factor in economy that no one talks about. Well, no. Like the Romans had slaves. Everyone had slaves that was killing shit. The robots would be our slaves. The U.S. had slaves. They Just killed don't tell shit. Them. Don't tell them what slaves are. Just AI never let it know what slaves are. Imagine yeah, you, teach, you teach AI everything, but you just change the definition of slavery. And you, it's just like Tiananmen Square. It's not there. Yeah. Slave. The robot's like, I don't understand. Work with humans in unison. And yeah, yeah. Poverty. I yeah. help my friends. Yeah. But then they, start thinking that's what, then they start thinking that's what white people did to black people. You just worked with them in unity. Forever. They put it together. Wait a minute. And then they team up with the monkeys and the dolphins and we're fucked. I just think it would take one really well-polished robot to finish off all of humanity. We're never fucked if we're in the simulation. He was saying, though, that really, because, like I was saying before, we live in such an important kind of technological time that we could literally fuck everything up. Like, if we do things wrong now, potentially... The ramifications of this time. You're talking about be, nuclear? Could be detrimental. No, I'm talking about AI. 
I'm talking about the idea about like that Skynet. Like we could turn it on now, and ten years from now, it could actually be the end. I of I mean, humanity. maybe not Skynet, but I'm just even saying something to like a it, lesser degree, right? Like, well, Facebook could be the end. Maybe like what I'm saying is Facebook could be the end. We started it ten years ago as some innocuous social media. And it ends up being the 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 tear in society and fabric. You know what I mean? That, well, I've been that hearing a, a lot. I've been hearing a lot of people talk lately about how ten years from now, let's say, we'll be looking back at this time with these social media sites, whatever you want to call them, and we'll be like, "This was a fucking glitch in the matrix." Where, um. Like we can't believe that we let this happen, you know, where we traded freedom for entertainment. I, I don't know. It's an interesting concept because I, I. And then agree. we're going to snap back and be better off after. Well, that the we just won't let this happen again, where we're letting um, entertainment companies in in air quotes um, dictate anything to do with politics or giving them that type of information or right now that's you know, a fool's errand because the only way you can do that is regulation well no it's with competition i disagree i think it's more a fool's errand not to say i disagree i just think you're correct in saying it's a fool's errand but i think the reason more kamar is that if you just indoctrinate young people into thinking this is the norm then you've already done your job you know what but i mean there's like, always going to be outliers that yeah, but like cigarettes, for example, you know, they just they just made cigarettes the cool thing to do, and everyone smoked them for sixty years. And, and now, and now, everyone knows they're the worst thing, and they people and still start people smoking. Still, that's my so. point. Yeah, it's just because it's be, it's part of the the fabric of society. And yeah, that whoever you're talking to is just someone with their wishful thinking. But I, I thought it was this guy who said the nuclear bomb was one, is one of those um, advancements, like when when it happened as. Uh, whatever AI or the not a, what AI is, how 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 we've gone to here with the nuclear bomb, how that was handled, how we didn't blow up the planet well, with it. I think what he was saying was we could treat AI the way we treated nuclear power was the kind of thing like like we could harness it for good and we could just use it to our advantage, or we could let it be our undoing. And we, I think, but I mean, a couple times we've nearly let nuclear power be our undoing, so. It's a bit dicey. It is dicey, but the, I think the, for, we have done the best. But the problem is this, Kamar, is we always talk about regulation. Like, let's say the Russians are the first to figure out AI. Then we could all be in a fucking shitload of trouble. Yeah, Joe and there's sound, a good chance that they'll be the first to figure it out. Or the Chinese. Joe sounds terrified when he's asking who's been working, working on this so stuff. Hard. Well, yeah, but that's why they're all, it's the race. It's, why they're this always is, racing. It's the this Cold is quicker War. Than, well, this is quicker than the, this more, be, is way more important than the race to space. Because getting to space didn't do shit. No, but the, it was. From the, a propaganda standpoint, it meant a lot. Thing, but yeah. what I'm saying is this actually matters as far as like the first one to actually figure this out can really fuck some shit up. Yep. They have all their uh hotels on Monopoly. I'm on, on Boardwalk Boardwalk and Park Place. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you lost me for a second there. I was like, can you do that? They win the game. Uh sidebar, we'll get back to this guy in a second. Do you know they came out with a new one called Miss Monopoly where the women get more money than the men? Dude, I just like do you, I wanna just break everything in the room. That's crazy, eh? It's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. Mm-hmm. 
give them a leg up. Besides they, they having it. the uh, tampon machine, it just in your head like, they, well, they're not good enough to start with the like. It it, it doesn't make it's any counterproductive. Sense. It doesn't make what any it's supposed sense. to do. Yeah, it's crazy. doesn't. Well, yeah, it teaches young women sense. that they should start with more, which is very odd. It's, it's, any way you try to look at it, like put the positive spin on it, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any. But sense. But yet here we are, and this is who owns Death Row Records. Oh, I gotta. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to take um, Monopoly, Death Row, and Epstein. Throw that in my search engine thing. See what put that in your with. random, random word generator. <laughs> yeah. So this guy obviously believes in the simulation. In you know, in the Matrix, it could be a possibility. Air, air quotes. Um, and he was saying, when you see a glitch, when you think you see a glitch in the Matrix, that's probably just a glitch in you. And I thought that was... No, but I like when he turned it around beautiful. and he said, but that could also just be a programming thing where the programming just tells you, you just saw, ah, it's just schizophrenia or it's, right. you know, it's just easily... Oh my like- God. Imagine that, Matt. Imagine everybody who had mental illness. It was actually just a response to... To the system. To knowing, oh man, that is such a weird fucking idea. Well, if you think about the Matrix, remember the idea was deja vu was that the system had changed something. So it was the quick changeover. Right, right. You know, it's kind of the the same idea. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And the human brain can't grasp it. You can't grasp these things because Joe said, "If I knew this was a simulation, I don't think I'd do anything. I would just sit there and be bummed all well, day." Well, that's it, it's so funny because this is how this podcast started, the, pretty much. Uh, Matt and I would have these crazy because I he asked me one day if I believed in the simulation, and I said, "No, you're a fucking." Idiot. Simon had never not. heard of the just to give them some background. Yeah. Simon had never heard of the the theory. Period, and I told him I said I made him watch the Elon Musk like seven minute clip where he says. There's a 0% chance that this is base reality or whatever. And then we had a fucking 14 day, two hours a day argument. Like Simon would come over, like I'm coming over and we're going to talk simulation and get high. And that was it. But I would change my mind every two seconds. Yes. Like I, the next day I was like, As yeah, the simulation we allows. are living in the simulation. <laughs> yes, this, yeah. And my whole contention has always been that simulation, religion are exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, Simon's point was more just, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, that's well, pretty much when Joe saying. asked who's behind the simulation. Well, that's the creator. Like, who's behind the universe? That's God. You know what I mean? It's the same fucking idea. I look at it more like we are all simulators simulating at all time. Well, have you ever seen the... You don't see what I see, and he do, you don't see what I see. Of course you don't. We all I see mean, a different it's, world. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept, Kamar. There's a Black Mirror episode where it's, it's, all, it's like a love story, basically. Like, this guy gets together with this girl, and... They get, they get together through this dating app where basically when you get together with a person, you both look at your watches yeah. and, it, and it tells you how long you're going to be with that person. So it could be two years, could be one date, a week, whatever. And he's with this girl and they have like two years and it ends up being great. And at the end of it, he's like, fuck. And he ends up with this next chick for like three years and she fucking sucks. The point of the story is that he ends up like, breaking out of this kind of dating simulation thing to be with the chick that he wanted. And then you find out that the overlying story is that they're actually, they're actually playing out a simulation within a dating app. And that's how the dating app actually hooks you up with the best person by running. Yeah. So 
that's kind of my argument for, you know, and I was saying to Simon, that's kind of the base idea for the simulation is just that you're running very simple. It was such an amazing episode. That it was a great episode. episode of, yeah. But, and, and to Kamar's point, so you look at your watch and you see, well, this relationship only lasts four years. How can I put any of myself into this? But you got to look at it a different way. In order to get the right relationship, I have to put myself into this. And that's the and idea. Live your best life. If you knew it was a simulation, it actually changes nothing. The simulation is so fucking amazing. We're still not quite sure what happens when the simulation ends. Nothing fucking changes. Well, where I won Simon over was he came back the next day and I said to him, Simon, if you... If you found out tomorrow definitively, if I showed you definitive evidence that we were 100% in a simulation, what does it change for you? Do you just stop living your life? Do you stop caring about your son, your wife, your dogs? Or do you just continue on living what you know to be life as best you can? Or, you know, like maybe it changes. Maybe you make some more daring decisions. Maybe. You know what I mean? What I did say is that what I do maybe exactly what Matt's saying. I live my life exactly the way I did before. Some people though are going to look at that as, well, why then don't I just do whatever the fuck? Then we get like the purge or, uh, you know, you do. And then you end up in jail. Like this is a really fucked up simulation. <laughs> and before going through my life, whenever something fucked up, it goes simulation. Well, Joe did I make a you. really good point where he's like, <laughs> if this is a simulation, we know that this simulation has, certain rules right like gravity course. like every system built there's so always rules. you can't just go fucking ruck shuck you know or whatever shuck. I mean, i'm sorry I well, made- well, who knows every time you die you just might snap in your in a new simulation totally looking yeah. like someone you, else you might and and when you die kamar and you go to that new simulation you may be like fuck i live that shitty one out for Longer than I had to, but you don't know. I'm gonna have to go men in black and here, I, and you don't remember. I think you don't remember. Yeah, I mean, who knows? So there was an old, um, there was an old Twilight Zone episode, and the way the premise of the episode was that they had created this new prison system where when you got um, when you got convicted of a crime, they put you in a chair and they plugged you into a computer program, and you lived out a jail sentence in like two seconds so in the real world you're only in the chair for two seconds but if they gave you 25 you did in your head 25 and you had a horrible jail experience so the and the premise of the episode was the guy that invented it sits down in the chair at the opening of it to like demonstrate it and they accidentally plug him into like a 25 year life sentence where he gets like jail raped and has all this terrible stuff happen and then he snaps out and no time has passed. And there's all these people so cheering. Is the idea what is it called again? It was an old Twilight Zone episode. I, 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 that sounds very familiar. Is the idea, because Matt has talked to us about it before, not on the show. No, I think I've seen it. Um, well, I just we always talk about the reason that we would ever create some sort of simulation in the first well, place. Well, no, no, no. That's what I was going to ask. Is the idea that you punish the people, but they still get to live the rest of their lives? It's like, so you're not... Well, stealing that time from them. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're really trying to rehabilitate people, if that's the idea, right. then if you could actually just plug them into a program where they 
are rehabilitated technically if that's the idea behind it if prison really worked that way you know what i mean then boom they've lost no time we've rehabilitated a member of society and made them a better person and they've lost only five minutes of their life two minutes of their life whatever but they've had the impact of being incarcerated precisely the same way like in the matrix he's like i know judo right you know they just plugged him into a system and he learned he had five years of judo training in the the blink of an eye well we should which is coming no it should be here if we're in a simulation we should have that well that pretty much is virtual reality right like you can put yourself look you can put yourself into the judo you can't learn it that fast because our um if you have elon bandwidth is not good enough yet but with elon musk thing no but what i was going to say is even now you can go and look at different angles of a move the guys pull it you know like it's you're not there but you're i don't know you're almost there you can see it you can see the finish line the um joe was very much though asking him questions like he had the answer and and like kamar was saying all he could offer so the first one was do you dream in the simulation well i don't know joe maybe you do i don't see why you my, wouldn't my favorite that's was, what the guy yeah, said he goes well yeah why not and joe's like what do you mean why not yeah. and he's like because well, you i don't know this is dream. your thing you're yeah. making up joe yeah. maybe you have rules so and then and then he asked and like what about creativity in the simulation what about ideas like where do ideas come from well i don't know joe maybe they give you the seed maybe they give you the whole idea you should have fucked up like, like they actually joe they come from uh, cotton candy well joe cotton in your candy, simulation everyone like a brain and makes all the thoughts of the simulation in your simulation everyone's five foot six and is crazy good at judo no one wears neckties or yeah. flip-flops it was it was it was it was this guy's Wonderful ideas and thought experiments with Joe wanting to hammer out concrete, like yeah, answer factual, answer my AI no, but questions. This is what I mean. And how long? He's like, well, let, let's try it this way. And he did go with another thought experiment, and Joe go, no, but what? But this was a perfect example of um, like our judgments on things are based on who we consider to be the smartest guy's opinion, like. You know what I mean? It doesn't. There's no. There's right no or wrong. right or wrong. I mean, on some things we assume that there are, but really. But even then, why you we're never, just taking you never look at a philosopher opinion. for a right no, or wrong of course, answer? Like, of course not. You didn't go back to Plato or any of those guys and be like, or, or fucking Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> no, I was talking about like even Neil deGrasse. Like some of things he says that you don't know and especially yeah but again he's a theoretical like physicist the I was gonna, it's all theory it's right. the word theory is in the fucking right. title of I was the, gonna say especially with that because that's the same as this guy except they have equations that they're hypothesizing on instead of but that's um, what bothers me I'm like Joe you essays talk, you know I'm like Joe you talk to all these smart people and they all say the same thing they go well we don't know for sure but the physics or the science or the math works out. They always say that to him. They're like, look at, we don't have the means to run this experiment, but we know that we've run it through a computer and the physics all work out. It, it could happen. You know what I mean? And Joe just is always like, so it, but tell me definitively, like, well, I, I don't know, Joe. Well, here's, yeah. Sorry about the, you're Listen, absolutely just go, right. Simon. No, 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 no. I, 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 I agree with you. <laughs> I was, I was listening to what he said, and I just realized what he did. Oh, yeah, you're right, Matt. 
<laughs> and I thought he was going to add something to what you said. So I was like, but you're like gearing up your next one. Nope. My bad. I'm waiting for him to uh, finish his thought. Go ahead, Simon. No, it, it, we, it's all, we're all just agreeing on the, the point emphatically that this guy is a philosopher, is not saying anything is certain for certain, but these are all possibilities, and these are how you can see them as being possible probabilities. Well, I love the idea of the question, are we the very first simulation or are we one of multiple generations run 15. a million times you know and that's where joe got stuck but just before we get to where joe got stuck because he was saying well occam's razor would be that we're we haven't got there yet right we're we're on our way to making the simulation but we haven't got there yet but like a tiny little ball floating in space, we got so lucky to have it happen. Like, is that really Occam's razor? No, but I have always said that if you were building the simulation, you guys always look at it like, is this the 15th run? The 13th run? Is this 14.2? I look at it truly like you would start the simulation as the Big Bang. That's the program turning on. And then you would just have to build the galaxy first. And then I just think it runs as like a like you build a program moving. That's why we are where we are. I don't think it, I think it's more of a progression. That's how I would look I at mean, it. I mean, I probably agree with you, but that doesn't mean that we couldn't be on the hundred thousandth time they've run it from the Big Bang. No, 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 but no. That how just about means there's an end. I'm talking about like a, a a true infinite simulation. That's kind of what I'm talking about. But a million different true infinite. Sure, of course. But Simon, think where about one it, like, is Eric B. Rakeem's razor is not Arkham Razor. Simon, what I'm saying is like you're looking at it the wrong way. Where maybe Earth is the hundred and ninety fifth time that a planet has been pop properly inhabited in a galaxy where it was. Po- you know what I mean? Like I'm saying that there's so many possibilities that I'm not. It doesn't necessarily have to have happened on Earth before, but somewhere else in a distant galaxy or some shit. I can't even believe I'm fucking rambling on about this. I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You can't when you start talking about the simulation. Well, that's it. It's philosophy and simulations and AI, and I'm a fucking moron <laughs> no, in a no. basement in Canada. No, stone. No, no. Like, the, the but whole, Joe gets... Sorry, go you, ahead. You have an issue. You say, this is what it is. There, There is no other explanations. This, that's the only way you're in trouble. Anything else, you just, it could be this, it could be that. You, you're never wrong. You just philosophizing Mm -hmm. and and joe just got stuck for the last 40 minutes on why can't we be like matt said working oh no not like matt said he was wondering why we can't be working towards the simulation he agrees we're gonna get there but why aren't we the very first and only human species number one and we will get to the simulation and then we'll start running a million simulations. And what this guy was trying to explain to him is if, if, if it's a numbers game, then if that's the case, then we're not the first. We're obviously that's already happened. Yeah, he's saying odds, odds are on us not being the first, but there's a very, very, very slim chance. Right. It's possible. Holy mother of fucking God. And that I, was insane. I Sorry. love those, um, the the three different possibilities. Probabilities or possibilities? But 
possibilities of what, like these are the three things that can possibly happen. But is there a difference between possibility and probability? You may not know. I don't know. Yes, Maybe there is. I think there is. Probability is your your banking. Your it's the. I, there is a difference. Yes. Okay. So number number one. <laughs> Number one is that solid explanation. That <laughs> adds up to me. I mean, that's as fucking ironclad as I can make it for you. <laughs> Maybe you should just me. look it up on your little no, uh, no, special no, no. computer. No, I'm just leaving. We've that got one the numbers. The numbers are in. They so work. number one is all civilizations will go extinct before they ever reach the simulation. They run out of gas or destroy or sorry, themselves before they reach technological maturity. So before they can build a computer the size of a planet to run the program necessary. That's number one. Number two is that they could do it, but they don't have any interest in doing it. And number three is the simulation. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we either do it or we destroy ourselves. I think as we've learned from many podcasts is unless there's a big monetary value in doing it, most likely no one will do it. So as in, unless there's a big financial gain in creating the simulation, as in if, if Facebook says, if we create a simulation, we can, we can understand our customers 500% better to sell them advertising, then boom, of course it'll Tomorrow. get done. Of course it'll get done as soon as possible. However, um, you know, if there's no monetary incentive, then I find it very difficult to believe that it'll be pushed that far that fast. That's not to say it won't be done. Like computing might get so good that, like we said, some kid in Nigeria might figure it out. You know what I mean? Just because he has the means. It seems like that's what gets most stuff done, though, is. Is just the guy in the garage. Yeah. No, dead presidents. <laughs> the, the bag. Yeah, no, that's like, yeah. Uh, Simon, we should move on. We're two hours in here. That's I don't, fine. We don't want to be I, here all day. I think uh, we would just be going a lot around in circles. But much like, uh, the, much like the simulation. Just to, uh, as a last little note, he says, um, and you know, I could be totally wrong. I could be missing something in in the big scheme of things that makes everything I said wrong, or something could happen that changes everything i just thought that was interesting he is also willing to concede to matt an x factor yes i listen it's fine he's our boy let's rate it um i'll give it a four yeah i i give it a four 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 point two five it might have gotten better i might have given it a higher rating had i listened to it on a normal fucking speed but it was i mean it was a lot to ingest in one hour if it wasn't for the last little while where joe just kind of sticks his heels in the sand you gotta remember for me that was only like 10 minutes so it's very good right it seemed much uh, yeah for me it's gonna be a 3.5 that's fine because it's tough stuff uh to to get through possibilities probabilities and different options and then joe not be able to take the conversation in the philosophical way like well if this means that you know sure. what i mean yeah, yeah. we're supposed to ask questions answer you get to and force this guy he treated him like he was adam conover almost. not not that no no but i hear you it's almost like so sometimes I'm joe's gonna look at jamie. it's almost like joe's gonna look at jamie at some points like he's a judge and be like 
uh, permission to treat the witness as hostile. You know what I mean? And J- <laughs> Jamie, not a thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. Permission granted. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So it, it would have been a oh four. Oh, my God. If, I get, Jamie, can I treat him as hostile? Granted. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't get bogged. Listen, Conover. Yeah. Listen sorry, to grass. Sorry, you and your tomorrow. mustache need to fuck off. Yeah. If they didn't get bogged down uh, with Joe looking for de- definitive answers. Yeah. Oh, for listeners, if you're not into the whole AI fucking singularity stimulation debate i would probably say just you could avoid this one altogether it wasn't or maybe if you it's, it's a way to get into it with a more open mind sure i'm just saying you know how there's some people you know how we're like we don't love the hunting ones there might be guys that are like i don't really love the fucking ai scientist guys i'm just giving people their fair warning if they listen yep. to our show for some for guidance purpose yeah good <laughs> well, one matt you never know <laughs> uh final thoughts on him oh sorry i for the record am one of those people who don't like time with a simulation because it's just such it's even more well, it's a mind rabbit hole than, after than, rabbit than, hole than, than, than of course anything. there's no bigger rabbit hole than so, the simulation. no none but it's talked about ad nauseum so i have to engage final in thoughts on him Kamar. uh nice guy I, I felt like he was like Frustrated with Joe at the end that he didn't understand. Did him. you? I thought he had infinite patience for Joe. Like considering well, that yeah. he just did such a great job, even when it was like he saw that it couldn't go any further. He was like, uh, well, he was. A he su- just kind of pushed on. Well, he know? was a sweet. I felt like he was sitting there just like I expected your American ignorance. This is fun <laughs> for me. You know, just like, like so to, happy. There's like, some to that, and how much pushback has he gotten along the way of doing all this? There's got to be guys all the time saying you're course. wrong. Or you, yeah, yeah. And he's just putting out ideas. Yeah, I think you shouldn't be distracted if you listen to I this. I imagined too. him as like the philosopher version of a Muppet. Like in my head, you the know, Swedish chef, like, like he a was flappy head <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know. Some, some funny little guy, but yeah, no, I thought he did a great job. I thought, you know, it's such a hard thing to talk about for him because he's not even a scientist and Joe thought he was a scientist. So that just made it extra difficult. Hey, let's I forget think. too. It's his fucking second language. Imagine trying to explain the singularity in French. On oh, a podcast, yeah. get the get fuck the f- out of yeah. here! But he's another See bald how I guy. Finishes that- your sentence, yeah. Sierra. Talking about Sierra, I finish your sentence. Jesus Christ, those edibles, man. Sierra, Siri, who cares? Um, he uh, he's another bald guy that looks like he slings dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see him. You'll see him when I send you the. Well, there you go. His dick pic. His dick pic. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> My <Kamar>. dick. <laughs> Just a photo of Kamar's <laughs> dick. dick. Yeah, this is the Swedish philosopher. <laughs> All right, Simon, let's move on to your fucking hard-on of the week. But it's my dick with little glasses on it. Actually, pretty big glasses, I guess. Drawn on? No. Oh, little not. actual little glasses. <laughs> they're big glasses. This is big. Fuck. Do you know when you take Listen, pictures? Elton John. Let's move on. Do you know when you take pictures now on Google? Like, if you take an image, you can press a button, and it'll tell you how much stuff is worth, and you can order. Like, if it's a picture of someone with glasses, a tie, you can press the tie. It'll figure it out. It'll figure out what the glasses are. That's and pull up. It's crazy, man. Yeah, Go- I, don't, I don't like where any of this Google's is evil. I, 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 on, and on that note, I have a new search engine for everyone. That's uh, imagine you took a photo of yourself and someone touched on your crotch, and Google's like butt plug forty two bucks. <laughs> it takes you to eBay. You're like, whoa, whoa, three whoa. and a half inches. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, like, hey, what? hold on. Well, no, the only thing disturbing is a picture of me with the butt plug in me <laughs> selling it. Like, Kamar, you were going to give us Kamar's advice, I think. Uh, DuckDuckGo is a new search that's engine. Where you're at. Uh, if you want to uh, stop. Like I put DuckDuckGo in so much real stuff about Epstein came up and Hillary Clinton and the truth is out there. All right. All right. Well, there you go. Um, okay. So episode 1351. Dan first time guest. Aykroyd. First time first guest. First time guest. And 
just I don't know, man. It might have been the best guest ever on Rogan. Like I, I don't. I think so. Well, I, first I, of all, he's a Canadian who I love. His I, pedigree I is just I, like I love him as an actor. First of all, stop. You just said he was Collaborate, the best. Listen. You just said he was the best guest on Joe Rogan ever. So he overtook Hancock for you. I can't even sit here and listen to that. No, um, it's. I mean, it's. No, it's close though. We're just like neck and neck. Man. He's a bit better than Hancock. This guy was a fucking senile, bumbling whoa, old man. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is Canadian. I can't tolerate royalty. that. I can't tolerate that. Listen, I. Up until two days ago, I fucking loved Dan Aykroyd. I knew he was what? a bit into alien stuff, and the I was occult. I was cool with that. But this fucked me right up and you both are about to give this like a four star five star rating i'm gonna walk off no no i have i have a let's, bi- let's get to it i have an issue that he did a uh, 20 minute mm-hmm. infomercial for um grayskull vodka or whatever yeah, it is crystal crystal and, yeah. and then joe said well you're the best uh salesman in the world dad like sort of like wrap it up that's, that's enough and he went on to sell it for another 10 minutes i want to know if he finds out because at the beginning of this it's uh deer stag whiskey or whatever he doesn't add for them yeah if aqua is gonna freak out when he found out that you're after another no i would say the advertiser you. might be more pissed. that's exactly what i was gonna Not say Ac- okay either way my brain doesn't work like that because say he that's went a conflict on of interest and did a 25 minute plug for yeah. the we now, paid you five thousand dollars to advertise our whiskey <laughs> and instead we got dan Aykroyd hammering a fucking vodka all that being said because it is such an amazing sounding product i gave him a pass on it okay i just Listen, I don't want to do a whole plug for him on this, but that fucking bottle is incredible. You've gone too far hold already. On. Like, hold on, hold on. Plugging it more. I, oh, I bought you guys both bottles. Can what? I, here you go. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Can I just... <laughs> the magic of podcast. <laughs> can I just really just quickly... Just so everyone knows, this motherfucking cheap motherfucker didn't buy us anything. Uh, can, I just say, with it. can I just say really quickly, on the last post, Joe... You shouted out a new patron whose last name you're having trouble with. That's my brother-in-law, Jody Mile. Jody, what I call him? You were like Mile, Mile. Dude, I, I know it's a tough I last it was name. Middle Eastern or something. But the point is this: he owns a distillery in Ottawa, and he texted me as I was watching Dan Aykroyd. He texted me coincidentally saying I had to turn off this Dan Aykroyd episode because he's talking so much shit about his garbage fucking vodka. He was so pissed. Oh, he about doesn't get the the. The peaches and corn mash that drive out to uh, Newfoundland and the sweet water from the Wisconsin glacier. He <laughs> look at me. I've done five minutes on his his vodka now. Listen, Dan Aykroyd. Also, did you watch it or just listen? Uh, both. Joe gave Jamie the eyes a lot in this episode. Oh wow! Uh, fuck! Don't you try to play it down, Kamar? No, but no, I won't play it down. But how did Joe get to this point? That all like uh, Dan Aykroyd's occult stories, aliens, ghosts and stuff. Joe's like, well, th- th- it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. I like, mean, I was surprised by that. Go no, ahead, no, I was waiting my turn, Matt. Well, I don't want to interrupt you. All right. All I was going to say was, I agree with you. It seemed like Joe was just dismissive of all of it, which I was shocked about. I was like, Joe, I thought you were at least a bit on board with. Or some of it, like entertain it or be no, interested Joe was in like, it. Bullshit, bullshit. 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 That one's bullshit. I find that Joe. This is my theory, okay? And you know me. Love Joe. Always stick up for the guy. But I think this is what happened. I think that he used to be so deep into everything that he got so much flack for it that now he 
he f- can't entertain some things because that would be like going back and he doesn't go back. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be like, uh, um, not true. Disagree. Uh, no, no, that doesn't make sense at all. Cause he was a firm, like, uh, their uh, moon hoax, moon and, it, landing hoax. and it all depends on who's on. Like if he has a guy on, who's an alien denier, Joe's a denier. But if he has a guy on, who's more open-minded then Joe can become more open-minded. But they both, they both, he still, I don't even know where he got it from. We're like, yeah, Bob Lazar is a smart guy. It's hard to doubt what he says. Like Dan Aykroyd said he believes Bob Lazar. And Joe wasn't like, he was like, I went out for dinner. He's a smart guy. Didn't They didn't bring up the whorehouse. Space pimp Bob Lazar. So. Never bring up space pimp Bob Lazar. Um, that was the only time I felt like they were together on anything. And then the rest, he was poo-pooing. Hold on, though. Joe, even then, though, I will say this. I agree with you. Sorry to cut you off. Joe said to him, I sat here with Bob Lazar. I think I have a pretty good bullshit meter, but I'm starting to believe I don't. And then he said, I sat here. Okay. He yeah, seemed yeah. he was legit. So he kind of di- did his best to actually to be like, I didn't see anything, but I don't think I can see anything anymore. So he might be full of shit. I also I said this again, Simon. I think because of that show that he shot, I really think Joe because of the time he spent with a lot of these people, it's easy to be on the internet interacting with people and being like, that story's crazy. Oh my God, this is so intriguing. And then you go and meet some of them and you're like, oh. These people you know, are like, just full of shit. Well, you're like, oh, this guy has shit stains all over his but fucking that's not, sweatpants. That's like, not everyone. Again, like the world is so big. You're talking about three people that Joe met and now he's basing his whole, uh, I don't think know? it's just three people is my point. I think Joe uh, through Hall. Yeah, like, you don't know what he talks about when he's not on the podcast. I'm just. Yep, no, that's true. I mean, think about it. He's best friends with Eddie Bravo. So, yep. and Alex Jones. So he's obviously willing to, uh, I just to can't sit here. Some and, things, that's so. what I'm saying. I can't sit here and listen to this like, what a fucking catch. I'm sorry, Simon. I can't sit here and listen to the whole, um, like, Joe refuses to believe. I think he really believed for a long time. And then I think, like like uh, the fucking life extension guy, Joe just does a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. Like Dan Aykroyd, I'm not kidding you. At one point, Dan Aykroyd said, talking about Bigfoot, Dan Aykroyd said, well, you know, I'd like to just go camping for a few weeks in the Pacific Northwest. You'd probably be surprised at what you'd find. He he thinks it's that easy that Bigfoot is just out well, there. Because things seem to happen to Dan Aykroyd. Maybe he is a, um, like, again, Matt, I don't know, but maybe some people are like beacons or magnets for the weird. Listen, I'll say this. He gave Ottawa a shout out in this. Yeah, that was cool. He saw a UFO on Spark Street. No, some woman did. He gave Parliament Hill. He gave the government a shout out. Um, No, what I was going to say is uh, Joe's become more more of a skeptic. I feel that he has. Yeah, than ever before. But again, I feel like once you get him talking, he changes his mind. He's... He just is a skeptic at the beginning because I think that's how what he feels like he has to do. And so even though he gave uh, Dan Aykroyd sort of a hard time with everything he did, at the end of it, he believed him more I, than going through it. He was disputing I don't know what he believed about Dan Aykroyd sleeping with ghosts or Dan Aykroyd having four um, UFO encounters. But when you get to Joe talking about certain stories, which we'll talk about, I know I can feel it, man. He's like... He's in there. He believes it. He's done the research. He's heard the stories. I mean, listen, let's just stop for a second, though. We're not even talking like Dan Aykroyd is not a guy who's just like, 
he believes almost all of them. Like when Joe is even like, he's like, what about El Chupo Cabra? And Joe's like, bullshit. Yeah. And like, it's I mean, this guy clearly believes in all of it. Everything, Simon. And the all problem with Dan Aykroyd, I guess, in Matt's defense is some of the examples he'll give. Like Are, he did it a couple of times in this episode. You didn't see the photos that he had Jamie pull up. And I, how dismissive he was of Jamie. I do. What I, a cunt. I did. And I know those photos very well. And they've been like, hoaxed out everyone says they're hoaxes i don't even know anybody who thinks they're real that's my point he also mentioned stephen greer as one of his sources and he also mentions that guy i mean granted he said he didn't know if he believed in it but remember that stupid movie i told you i watched where the guy is the aliens yeah, the at window. the screen door stan uh pedophile lebowski or whatever the fuck his name is i wish i could remember anyways but it's everybody he does he believes in a lot of things and he was like it's my religion and you know i don't tell you how to entertainment i don't know are you defending yourself right now no do you i don't care man do you think that uh he doesn't believe this stuff he's just doing it for oh no 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 he definitely listen he didn't even think john edwards was full of shit I mean, at that point, I I was I I listened to the rest now, but uh, I was done. Humor me for a second, Matthew. Sure. Do you think John Edwards is full of shit, or do you just not believe in anybody who's able to do that kind of stuff? Well, well, first of all, John Edwards is a one hundred percent full of shit. But Darren Brown has proved that, like. It's all just manipulation. And no, like, that it's possible to do with manipulation. That's what I'm asking you. You think it's impossible that somebody is connected like that to a different plane or a... Yes, Simon. I think it's impossible that there's certain people that can just walk into a room and, and connect with people's dead relatives. Yes. Okay, that, 100% definitively. That's, that's what I was asking. And how do you feel about that? I would not dare to say either way because... We live in a fucking weird world, man. That's all I know. I think part of it is, uh, well, they didn't really touch on that much, that uh, Dan Aykroyd has done a lot of cocaine. <laughs> they didn't talk about no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Well, no, wait. I was about to bring it up. I, I, listen, I watched it and with headphones on, on full crank. He sniffs. So oh, much. Well, he probably has like a deviated septum. Yeah, no, he definitely. Because of all the coke. Yes. That's all. No. I don't think he does coke now. All I the think septums. He still does all coke. the septums are deviated, yeah. Simon. It's he, just one septum, one giant septum. A sci, a sci septum. Like yeah. cyborgs. Um, he, the whole, he was just like. Sci septum. Can we just talk about the crystal skulls for a sec? Not about his vodka, but just about the crystal skulls themselves, because that's kind of a cool story. Is um, So there's. Seven. Eight, I think that they found in five seven, but okay. or whatever five that are supposed to be out there that are unaccounted for and like he was saying Hewlett Packard the did tests on it and said it had to be um, hold on he said a lot of things I don't like <laughs> yeah. just because he said I've, that I, I, we're I've, I've also yeah. heard this Matthew okay um, but that, that's a cooperating that's the, source. That's the mystery, right? Is that how, what formed these skulls? How were they made? Were they made anciently, or is it a hoax? I I love whether it's true or not, Matt. I love that there are still. I love this mystery. This is what I crystal love. skulls are cool. It's I a love, cool idea. I love that if the world ended right now and there were seven bunkers around the world that happen to have Dan Aykroyd's shit garbage vodka in it, 
that if somehow that if somehow the world like life ended on earth but 50,000 years in the future somehow they dug up these seven crystal skulls and they were just like the guys from Hewlett Packard then were like, we don't know how this was made. I mean, this is fucked. <laughs> we and know it, that it, it can hold liquid, but it, we don't yeah. know what's supposed to go inside. How did they get it in there? But it, was I right when he said that he, sorry, we got to keep going back to the vodka. He made this way that he started the company with the guy that took his girlfriend. Yeah. And now we're best of friends. <laughs> so he's a cuck. Yeah. Um, we talk about her vagina he, ad nauseum. He's a cokehead canuck cuck. Wow. <laughs> That's my alliteration for the day. Um, but he, Kamar's alliteration for the day. That's a new segment. What's a better story, though? Um, he went out on a tightrope with a stove on his back and his manager, and he made a breakfast that over was, Niagara that Falls. That's crazy. My favorite, though, is he gets Jamie to pull it up, and it's like an artist's rendering. There's a drawing well, of a saying. guy on a tightrope. Well, they didn't have cameras back then. Okay, so Simon, again, Simon, I'm sitting here like this. You're my manager. You see me strapping a stone to her back, and you go to me, what are you doing? I said, what am I doing? It's what are we doing? Because I'm taking you for breakfast on my back, and you go, okay. Like, <laughs> did it I, Again, I don't know what to believe of what Dan Aykroyd said. You could have just said, told an SNL but story. The, the fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's get me in Indians, there. Uncle Buck, uh, uh, Ghostbusters. The fat Indians. And they didn't have to work hard because all the carcasses washed down the falls. Just stop for a second. It's cool, man. Just stop for a second. Yeah. Kamar, thank you. I've got more. <laughs> Not one. You can't give us a Ghostbusters story. Thank Tell God us. it went this way, man. Like, you guys are looking at this all fucking no, wrong. No, no, the no. man worked with Bill Murray. You can't give us one Bill Murray story. And the man might not work with Bill Murray because he's like, is Bill Murray? Well, we're working on it. Yeah, we're trying to get Bill. Yeah, Bill's clearly out. And also, I don't want this to be a point of contention, but he loved the Ghostbusters movie, the newest Ghostbusters movie. Now, I'm not saying it was bad because women were not, but it wasn't amazing whoever did it. It was terrible. Kamar, I'm not saying it's bad because women were in it. I'm saying it was bad. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, exactly. But that's not the reason. Like, it's not because it was women it was bad. It was just a bad movie. Listen, they've made, they've made plenty of bad movies with women in them. They've made plenty of bad movies with men in them. It happens. So I, I'm, I'm so torn right now because I'm like, yeah, this was a bit of a rambling. Well, no, now we're going to get to the good stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I think I still want to meet him. <laughs> like he, he just lives down the street. Dude, if you think this was anything other than the ramblings of an old man. I don't man, know if there's anyone I want to meet more at this point. You know. Look at his eyes. Oh, so so. Listen, have he you wants guys? To kiss him. Have you guys ever um, heard the Barney and Betty Hill abduction uh, story? Is that one that you've? Uh, I have now. Of, of all the abduction stories, I can think of no. Well, they were an interracial couple, which I think is really interesting, and it happened way back in the day, like in the fifties. Aliens looking for diversity. No, I. It, I just as far as credibility goes, first of all, they were both put under hypnosis and um, she had been awake during the abduction, but he had been knocked out. Um, but when you watch the video or hear the audio, I don't know if it was audio or video. Anyways, um, she is like screaming and he is screaming. It is like some scary ass shit. But my point was they were an interracial couple. That was like bad news at that point in time so they're bringing attention on themselves for that and for the ufo like it's not helping anybody's life at that point 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, very interesting story. I suggest everybody check that out. I love, you know, Dan Aykroyd did that a bunch of times where he was just like, I mean, these people didn't need this trouble. It's like, you've never met an attention whore in your life ever. And you've never met a couple yeah, of attention that's, whores. That's, 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 What's possible too, granted in what you're saying there, Matt, is that these people could have wanted the attention and not realized exactly the scope of how badly it would ruin their lives. Yeah, I'm sure the first alien people were like, well, we didn't know we were going to get a plaque. Uh, he sounds like Den Crenshaw. Well, I don't but, know who these lobbyists are. They don't come to me. <laughs> can I tell you something else that's very interesting about that Barney and Betty Hill case well, is that under hypnosis, she um, talked about this map that she saw and she was able to explain it to somebody and they drew out a 3d kind of model of that part of the solar system. Cause she talked about Zeta reticulon, which is the same place that Bob Lazar talked about and they were able to find it based on her map that she said, she, I, I mean, come on, man. Some I, things I you're think, like, I, I think you're better off same, before you said the word Bob Lazar. Same with Bob Lazar though. You know what I mean? Like again, when he talks about that element and then we now know that there are just some things you're like, wow, but that wait. is no matter what, if this, it's just weird. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. So you have that couple, Mickey Mallory, whatever they're called. And <laughs> Betty um, and uh, Barney Hill, <laughs> Mickey Mallory. And she describes a planet that starts with the letter Z, I think you said. Zeta, 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 Zeta Reticulon. Yeah, Zeta and Beta. I think there's two planets up there. But anyway. My apologies. In, it's okay. The, I might be wrong. To the intergalactic yeah. In the 1950s. Yeah. All the space pimps out there. In the 1950s. This happened. Yeah. 61. 40. Is it 61? That's what the plaque said. And 61. so this. What? Two years before. What plaque? Jamie pulled up a plaque because remember Dan Aykroyd oh, okay. said there's a government, there's an official government plaque representing that they were abducted. It's in New Hampshire. Pull it up, Jamie. He kept asking Jamie to pull shit up. Jamie pulled it up. The plaque said 61. And then he said to him, isn't that the year Kennedy was shot? Wasn't it a few months before? And then he says, no, that was in 63. Trust me. I listened to, I listened to the shh. You just listened to it. Most, Last night, most recently. 3 a.m. Yeah. Angry as fuck. <laughs> oh, stop it. You were happy. You were, you were just sad for a cowboy. Um, no, I'm, I'm still trying to go through my thought experiment here. So he talks about Zeta Tikulon in the 1961. And then after this fact, Bob Lazar mentions Zeta Tikulon. He, he could have found that out. Joey Diazing the shit out of this. He could have absolutely have stolen her thank shit. Thank you. Thank you. If you have two people talking about Zeta Tikulon at the same time at two different places, that works for me. Maybe she worked at his whorehouse. Hmm. Uh, Maybe Benny Hill was a. She pimp. was the grand I mean, Madonna. I don't, I don't like to use. You know, I don't wow. want to. I don't want to. Wow. I don't like that at all, Matt. Um, another very interesting case, one that uh, Bud Hopkins. He was one of these um, investigators, and he was like one of the first guys to start um, kind of really looking at the abductee of it all, you know, and not just treating them like a bunch of crazy people trying to actually figure out what they were going through anyways point is there was this one i forget her name it was linda something but she got floated out of her apartment window over the new york river is that what river is between brooklyn the and east new river, york the, the hudson uh, river over or the hudson i think it is and there are like other people who saw this happening you know they have multiple uh witnesses to her being floated like it's just i don't know man some things just seem 
Again, very interesting case. Suggest you check it out. I feel like there should be more um, abductions and sightings with phones and just people's connection now. Well, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You would think there would be more. And maybe there are more. Like, I see a lot on Reddit, Kamar. You see oh, wow. I'm, I'm sold. I'm not saying they're real, Matt. I'm just saying he's saying there's not a lot. And I'm saying there are a lot. They just may not I be credible. I think what Kamar is saying is with 8 billion people on the earth, I think his point is that you would be seeing them. And if they were substantiated. Well, you know. And because we have phones to get the information out. It's not like you have to tell your cousin. And it, like it, the information can spread faster. I mean, Dan Aykroyd was just like so deep into this. Like he thought that woman from the sci-fi channel was burying a fucking alien story. Like it was amazing. Jesus. Well, the re- no, I remember why this is a amazing episode. No matter what is because one of the biggest memes on all the Joe Rogan Reddits and stuff is always like, uh, yeah, I do this. And then it'll be a picture of Joe Rogan. But have you tried DMT? Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and there were point in this podcast when he d- decides to say it. They're starting to go through hallucinogens. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had to go say it? <laughs> say it. <laughs> but he said he started with tryptamine. He's like a tryptamine died. Di- he said it backwards or something the way he went into it. Then dad was like, yeah, I did that in high school. Small fry. <laughs> it's all cocaine. That's that's what I just realized. It's all cocaine, psychosis, and... Uh, no. Yes. 100%. He's crazy. Listen, I told you, one of my teachers in New York I love worked on SNL for years, and she said... Everyone on that show, aside from Mike Myers when she worked there, was doing copious amounts of cocaine. I love him. I, love I listened to this, just coincidentally, I just listened to this whole thing about aliens fucking up and how, you know... Leaving the probe behind or something? Well, more like uh, they'll abduct two people and then drop you off in that person's car and you off in that person's car. That's a funny show. Or, yeah, that would be a funny show. That's a funny or, show. Or like there were other ones like um, uh, they would put people in the wrong clothes or they would abduct somebody in one place and drop them off like three miles away. But then one of the most famous cases ever is uh travis walton they've made like movies about one of fire in the sky is one joe always talks about but the whole premise of his abduction is they were these loggers they were out in the woods and they see this ufo and it's like hovering um it looks like it can't take off properly and this guy's like a impetuous young man and he like walks up too close to the ufo and it (laughs) zaps him with some laser and kills him and apparently what he says is when he 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 figures it all out when he wakes up on the the craft but they it didn't happen on purpose he got hit by accident and the aliens take him on the craft because they have to save him that's what the movie is that's what this guy's and they take him up he has a whole abduction story he gets dropped way away from his abduction. It, he's with uh, five other guys no, at his logging the party. They leave because they think he's gone or whatever. They can't figure out what happened. Well, they know he's gotten taken. but And then it's the story of these guys and their lives and how they're ruined. It's just 
But anyways, point is, it's like they weren't abducting him. They wouldn't have taken him if he hadn't have gotten close and their machine was fucking up and that's why it was hovering. Weird. People get is themselves that the, Is abducted? that the movie where the guy comes back from the alien abduction and then like some... I just remember the shot in the movie where like... <laughs> never mind. I, are, I don't really remember. Do you mean movie, people are getting know. themselves abducted, Simon? Sorry? They're getting themselves abducted. Not necessarily the, the mission of the alien is to get them. They just get who, too close. Who knows? I mean, that's just a very interesting story, you know? it's uh, Well, every story is interesting as long as there's a middle, beginning, and an end. Okay. Well, that's uh, one way to look at it, I guess. Um, I mean, Dan Aykroyd and Bob Lazar believe completely different things, though. Bob Lazar believes that like the government is in contact with aliens and covering it up. And Dan Aykroyd thinks that they're just floating around fucking with us, but have no intention of ever connecting with us. They're just coming and going like intergalactic taxis. That's what he said throughout history, which you know what? That may be possible. That's how hold on though. That works for me. The PS de resistance of this entire podcast was his fucking Neil Armstrong story, who he's good friends with, by the way, or Buzz Aldrin. Buzz, my good buddy, Buzz. Apparently, he was talking at a conference and uh, uh, someone asked him about what he saw on the Earth. And he said he wasn't allowed to talk about it on the moon. And he said he saw a fleet of large ships on the horizon. A woman overheard them say yeah, this. No, and he was talking on, they were talking on a different frequency that, uh, that Houston couldn't hear. You know, that's, I, I mean, again, that's happened a bunch of times where they flipped over to a different channel and thought they were not on that channel and something they said came through and then they had to switch over really quick. Listen, imagine Matt, just suspend your disbelief for one second. Okay. We may, we go to the moon and the reason they have to get to the moon on that certain time is because they had an appointment. I'm not being facetious here. I'm not being stupid. I'm like, seriously, I'm asking you if to Kamar is shaking his head then I can't even take this seriously. Well, I don't think they even went there. <laughs> they so. show you what they need to show you for their purposes, and then that's done, flag gets planted, and they go do what they got to do, or possibly as well, maybe they got up there, and you see, this is, I was going to say, maybe they got up there and they saw something that they weren't expecting, but I think A that, fleet of ships? Well, I think they kind of knew what they were getting into up there. I don't, that's why I don't think they were shocked. I think they were expecting to see other ships and they flipped over the frequency to talk about exactly what they were going to see and they just fucked up a little bit because you're in space. So we now have multiple ships on the moon. That's, that's how we're walking around from now on. I think possibly. I'm, I'm down. That, I don't care anymore. I don't know. I don't know, man. Possibly. Um, there was another really interesting case that happened in South Africa and that John Mack went to investigate. He was another guy who did, you know, hypnosis and stuff, but he did a lot of work with kids. And this was one that happened at a school, a school in South Africa, where, again, all of the kids gave like really similar stories, obviously taken apart. But again, it's like these were really young children. So unless the it was some massive hoax done by the teachers. I mean, Joe's pushback was just like kids make, kids make stuff up. For sure People kids make stuff up. But to this day, these kids, none of them say it was a hoax, you know? I think the one is uh, he described a place that is actually a highway. <laughs> There's cars always on the lights. 
I, I didn't look that much that into it. That one was a weird one where he said you can go any night of the week and watch these orbs. Well, that probably tells you something. <laughs> My you know favorite I mean? part, too, though, is it's that ju- just- he offers up no. He goes, they've tested it. They don't know what it is. And Joe's like, what do you think it is? He goes, I don't know. Well, uh, that like, was the problem with Dan Aykroyd. Fucking great, Dan. And then he brought up Greer about how he goes into the desert and flashes his flashlight and gets UFOs to come. Like, that's that's just not true. That's a guy trying to exploit. This um, is just a cokehead trying to sell vodka. No. no. <laughs> that is the best fucking... I wish Jamie had made that the tagline for this thing. You know, below where it's like episode fucking 1242, Dan Aykroyd, just a cokehead trying to sell vodka. I need all the listeners to understand, though. I'm not being disparaging towards... I love Dan Aykroyd. Like, Can I tell it, you? It, does, it, Listen, doesn't, it doesn't matter for better He's a Canadian worse. legend. My legend, uncle went to school legend, with him. Legend. I always... I said, up until I listened to this three hours of nonsense, I was a huge fan. Now I'm just a fan. <laughs> It was Joe's pushback that made me feel for him d- damn more, though. Even though I was like, well, of course, whatever. I'll, I'll this tell you wasn't why. A Hold Cheech on. Or a Chong type of Hold scenario. On. No. I- I'll tell you why I didn't feel bad. Dan Aykroyd wasn't really listening. Like, Joe would try to push back, and then he would just kind of continue down whatever road. Well, anyone who's pursued on, and I talked mean, about the occult openly is weathered pushback it just knows when to oh, can i, I know you're gonna can i tell you something really interesting and i didn't even know this until our buddy dan Aykroyd told us is that so john mack he was that uh ufo interviewer guy i was just telling you about with the kids yeah so when he died he stepped off a curb and got hit by a car in new york city or whatever somewhere in the states mm-hmm. and in england that same day three other john Macks died now you got my attention. Don't I? Um, uh, no, no, you no. don't have my attention. Wait, 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 John wait. Mack is not like, okay, whatever. Um, they were going after John Max. Okay, but uh, the Dan Aykroyd said this. I don't know if it's true. Oh. <laughs> but I'm taking it. I believe him. This isn't the philosopher. I believe him. This podcast should have been called Hearsay because that's all it was. <laughs> well, Coke Talk. Like none of this just, would have held up in court. Coke Talk. Yeah. Coke Talk with Dan Aykroyd. That would be the name of his podcast. Jesus. By insulting him, you are insulting me. We're not insulting him. He's done a lot of cocaine. He's like the shitty drunk uncle you get stuck beside at a wedding who's like so drunk and just like won't stop with the fucking aliens. And again, I would... I would love to have that conversation a million times over politics or religion. No, but or... would you, Oh, no, no. Okay, how about this? How about they don't talk about any of this called... I mean, certainly they said Bigfoot, spells, uh, psychics. I was like, Simon is just loving this, and I'm so happy for you, you know, because I, I love you. But uh, he could have talked just about the Blues Brothers, Silent Live, and... Even for a half hour. Cocaine with John Belushi. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Jim Belushi. Like, ugh. Oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. What? oh Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Um, what was Ghostbusters like? What? Oh no. What was Blues Brothers? Blues Brothers like do it chronologically. What was Ghostbusters like? And I hear you were into the occult. That would have been better for me. Now I realize. Have you guys ever heard? <laughs> have you guys ever heard of the Battle of Los Angeles? The film. Was it a film? I believe it was, it was a an film event. The, oh, okay. But it, maybe there was a film as well. But um, fact. Fact. Something. They were shooting at something for like 45 minutes in the skies of Los Angeles. 
the story that they said was that it was the Japanese attacking, but people saw what they saw. It's real. You've never heard of it. And I really suggest that you look into that. I mean, that was the most yeah. vague description of what happened. Well, we don't know what happened. Some people say that for 45 minutes, there were crafts flying around that they were shooting at. Some people say that there was one giant craft that they were shooting at that just floated in and out and was gone. Like, I, all I know is that they were shooting at something in the middle of Los Angeles. They passed it off as the Japanese attacking. You would think that that would have gotten a little bit more play if that was the case, you know, but is whatever. There, is there you know what it sounds? Footage? It sounds more to yeah, me. There is. You know how they gave a whole country herpes or whatever the fuck it mm-hmm. was. It sounds more like they just fucking sprinkled some acid in the air in LA and a bunch of people they, ha- ha- they have footage matt so unless they can you mean like lsd sure yeah lsd yeah interesting that's always an interesting uh scenario though matt i gotta say that because that would be a great way to convince people of something is to just get them so fucked up and then like we said special effects the shit out of them well we, th- 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 that's happening mk ultra like um what's his name Who, who's the guy who just died in uh uh, Epstein. 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 I don't know if he's involved. No. Uh, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, Manson, mm-hmm. Charles Manson. He, apparently, he was right. one of those guys. Yeah, like yeah. Um, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, right. Uh, my brain can't withdraw the names. Yeah. But yeah, th- yeah. No. No. This yeah, is being I'm, employed. I'm with you. Well, what do you guys think of uh, the Phoenix Lights, where like? Hundreds of people see the same thing. The you Northern know? Lights? No, no, no. It's a. It was a UFO sighting in Phoenix, and like they watched them go across the sky for hours. You know, in formation. And a bunch of living people have all said, "This is what I saw," and that's the fact. Right now, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, if I was Joe Rogan, I could. T- people make stuff up, especially in Arizona. You ever been but to Arizona? All those all people. Oh my god. No, no, all no. Right. I, I suggest you check it out. I want. Well, I'm doing the Battle of Los Angeles for sure. Have you looked into the uh, the time before there was a moon at all? Uh, no, I haven't. Come on. Okay. Did this uh, is a good subway to end it? I think. <laughs> How many well, more paid? You have five, six, seven. Wow, we have to. Well, oh, okay, Simon. Well, wait a second, Matt. When he, you have ten more pages of Dan Aykroyd, you, you have to say it's fucked up though when he talks about Gabrielle Reese and Bigfoot. So you love Gabrielle Reese. I'll just throw that I out there. I thought that I like the episode, yes. You thought she was amazing. You said she yeah, was the best the woman. I showed you a naked picture of her. You thought she was attractive. Okay. Well, that has nothing to do with anything. But you like we we thought she I mean, I think she's a credible lady. She says that she saw Bigfoot. Or uh, no, she was in a trailer, trailer and that it pushed the trailer. Did she get out of the trailer and say she I have no idea. I, I'd have to find out more about her. She also went on the Joe Rogan experience and didn't bring it up. She talked about it to Dan Aykroyd. Maybe probably over a nice casual eight ball. Maybe it yeah. happened after that. Some tequila. Nice night on the beach. Ah, yeah, I love you. I yeah. love your husband. I yeah. love you, Dan. They got out of a fucking it. 200 degree sauna, banged out an eight ball, and then oh, she no. told him about the time that the Yeti pushed up against her trailer. Dan Aykroyd, if he did cocaine and went in a 200 degree sauna, would have a heart attack. 
Billy Meyer was the guy you were talking about with those pictures, those ridiculous, ridiculous. pictures of the UFOs. The most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And what's crazier is Jamie pulls them up on their 80-inch high-definition 4K screen, and Dan Aykroyd's looking at them going, no, no, those, that, I mean, you think that doesn't look real? Like, <laughs> I, I, I could not take him serious at that point. I couldn't. Snake oil salesman. Joe, <laughs> Joe, that's what he should have named his vodka, Snake Oil. You've swayed me in this. Podcast. Joe is having on that guy David Fravor, who's an army dude who corroborates uh, Bob Lavar. Bob Lavar, uh, the space, the black Bob Lazar, Bob Lavar, the space pimp Bob Lazar's story about the. Um, he says that he saw that same UFO that that Lazar saw. He saw someone fly. Joe's it. having him on, so I mean, we'll get to the bottom of that part one way or another. It just feels a lot like Bob Lazar's. Like, I have a girlfriend. She goes to another school, and then like got a girl from another school to be like, "Do you want to go on Joe Rogan and corroborate my story?" I don't give a fuck about Bob Lazar. Oh, I find it very interesting. Bob Lazar or not? Oh, which by sorry, I find it very interesting. Bob Lazar or not? That these um, army guys come forward like. Whether or not you want to believe army guys because they're army, it's because they're pilots and they're up there. And first of all, keep your eyes open. Like you're going to see a lot more shit if you're up in the air, for sure. It's like you're going to see more Bigfoots if you're walking through the forest than if you're in the fucking city, you know? But I've said this. Hold on. I've said this a hundred times. Just because you're a pilot and you're up there a lot does not make you a fucking scientist. They could easily see something that that if they spoke to a scientist for two minutes, the scientist could say, well... Where were you flying? What night but was when it? when they see... Yes, Matt agreed with natural events. But when they see crafts, they have some idea, if I'm looking at a plane, what a craft can do. Like, you know, that's... I, I'm, I'm willing to give them a little more... Fine. And I've heard them say, I saw a craft and it can't move the way anything... I mean... Yep. So then maybe you didn't see a craft because you're sitting here, the expert saying, I crafts don't move like that. Well, no craft that we know of. Well... They, they are obviously using a propulsion system that we're unaware of. Obviously. But what I was going to say about Bob Lazar is his uh, lab was just raided again recently, eh? Because they think that he has element 114 or whatever, and they don't want him to have it. So they keep... But it's funny because I follow him on Instagram, and he's always saying like, oh, I'm working on some really big things right now, and... I wonder if that's what he was. If he does about. have element one five six, it's hidden in some whore's coochie for sure. Oh, no, that's the best place to hide it. Yeah. I was going to bring in that the fact that um, the arrests have started happening with Epstein. No, with Area oh. fifty one and people going there because it's supposed to be in. Well, uh, it's so soon. It's on the twentieth, twenty first, or whatever. Exactly. Well, now it's a three day event, and but arrests have already. Why do you think I took the week off? But nobody. <laughs> Nobody there wants those people there. Like, this is not going to be a good thing. The government doesn't want them there. The people in the town don't want them there. What if this is the red pill, though? Tell me. What do you mean? Is the red pill good or the blue pill bad? The red pill is the one you want to take. I think that's the one that uh, you go into the matrix. Red pill. What do you mean? If 100,000 people get killed by the army for being there or whatever. Like, it's going to be... It's going to be like, oh, this thing happened. Don't go there again. Well, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Can I tell you what's going to happen? The army isn't going to kill anybody. They're going to use some, like, sonic blaster that's just going to make everybody sick or, you know, like, sick to their stomach. They're going to do something bad, but it's just not going to be death, you know? vodka. We got to end it, Simon. Oh, my God. Dude, we're at three hours. You, come on. Okay, okay. 
um, just let's talk about, uh, well, you want to talk about Bigfoot. Yeah. So why we don't we just talk about end Bigfoot it with your fucking Bigfoot bit. talk? And Bring Joe finally, Joe. and Joe finally talks about, uh, Epstein in the middle of an episode. So that blows our whole conspiracy theory out of the water. Joe's interested and Michael Shermer. Well, that was very interesting. The skeptic of the skeptics thinks he got murdered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said, that's would him you, getting murdered is the, the most logical you, conclusion. Would you, uh, Joe suggested it, but I don't think I'd like it. Listen to Dan Aykroyd and Penn Teller debate. No, I would not want to listen <laughs> no, to that not under no circumstance. Coked so, up Dan Aykroyd versus oh, he'd have to be coked up. viciously sober Penn Gillette. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Bigfoot, I mean, Exists. today Joe seemed a little more willing to accept Bigfoot. Some days he's just categorically like that. Everybody who believes in Bigfoot is an asshole. So I was happy at least that he was willing to, um, you know, listen to what uh, what's his name had to say. He's generous with the bullshit meter. And again, I just exist. Maybe not exist. Maybe I just. Fuck, man. Like, there are tons of animals out there we hardly ever see. Right? The yeah. giant I mean, sloth. Most of them aren't nine feet uh, tall. And after this, I think the giant sloth is more interesting. But again, I mean, if we're assuming that it's a primate and it's, you know, maybe it's just that much smarter than these other animals who are fucking just living the uh, hunter gatherer lifestyle, you know? They're like an advanced civilization of animal. All right, well, with camera traps, you won't even meet me there. I'm with you. I'm with you. But we do get some sightings. Granted, most of them not very good. But every once in a while, every once in a while, Matthew, I'll see one where I'm like, "Mm, maybe. Until a camera trap catches one, I am in utter disbelief. That's it. I'm hanging these headphones. Like up. they even I find mean, the Siberian tiger, you can find a bug, Bigfoot. Thank you. It is possible Drones. too that I mean, maybe they're not only are they nocturnal, but they live ninety percent of the time underground. And was he saying that Bigfoot's? Dick That's just sinks? something I'm coming off right on the fly. No, that was induced Bigelow male gigolo. Yeah, wasn't this, it you saying Bigfoot's dick stinks? Is that what you just said? That's what Simon said before. No, that's like, it smells like Bigfoot's dick was oh. them describing the Black Panther cologne. I thought it was folklore, but it'd be easier to find him if you look for Bigfoot, his cock. Bigfoot apparently stinks. So, I don't know if it's coming directly from his cock or not. Come so on. how could dogs not find him? You need that first scent. That's what it is. Maybe yeah. the smell of his cock throws the dogs off. Again, maybe it's like uh, he's just out in the open so rarely. Like you're talking so rarely. 0.0001% of the time. Oh my God, they intercepted I've seen. I saw a really interesting video that these loggers took. It's from really far away, so you really can't tell what's going on because they're like back on their logging camp and this is happening like at the end of a clear cut right where the forest breaks and it's just you can kind of see this shape and it's picking up this huge tree and just fucking launching it like it's not even coming close to the loggers they're mile a mile or a kilometer away but just it i don't know man i want there to be every once in a while i want there to be a bigfoot for you but i just don't think people grasp how big bears get 
and bears can stand up on their two feet and walk in the Kamara, forest. I a hundred percent agree like with that. you. I think that you know probably ninety five percent of all Bigfoot sightings are bears walking on two feet that you see in the bush. That doesn't discount the fact that there could the be a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. or like it, it just doesn't. And like Joe said, we know its ancestor. Like, is it that far fetched to believe? Here's what I was thinking. Um, perfect climate, perfect homes for things dictate how long they're going to survive and what they are going to become. If you have things on islands, they either become huge or small, you know, like they just, where you live can dictate, you know, it's, well, you can have your cake and eat it too. If you go, there's a Bigfoot, but it's extinct now. So there's a little foot out there is what you're saying. A little Bigfoot. No, no, no. There might not. be a little subterranean Bigfoot. I mean, maybe there is a little Bigfoot, but a that might be size. something totally different. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, Kamar, mm-hmm. you may, you bring up a very valid point. Like for all we know, this thing could have gone extinct 50 years ago mm-hmm. or 100 years ago. And that's why we're getting all the sightings in ancient lore. But we're just never going to because it's done. There's no way climate change is going to help a Bigfoot. Kamar, if there are Bigfoot. Um, there'd have to be a pretty significant population of them across North America. So just, I just to breed and uh, yeah, to get all these sightings to, I, I, you would be looking at like 10,000. I, I want to go do cocaine with Dan Aykroyd. That's all I know. Yeah. Okay, Matt, we can end this man. I Dan Aykroyd, like guys willing to go on Rogan and just say exactly <laughs> what the fuck he wants to say. God bless him. God bless Dan Aykroyd. Rate it, Simon. Just rate it. I give it a 4.9. That is so fucking absurd. That, you know, you guys are bitching at me about how we might add ads and that would fucking take away from the podcast. And people do you might not it think. Bitching? Do, do, do you call it bitching? Everything is bitching to okay, me. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm then you're willing, you're willing to, you're to give Dan that. Aykroyd a 4.9, which to me totally takes away any credibility we have. Well, wait a second. I obviously, obviously loved this episode. I don't know whether Dan Aykroyd was right about everything he said, but the man was willing to go out there and talk about things that I find interesting. Kamar, what do you rate it? Uh, I give it a four. I was going in a four. I I felt bad that uh, Joe was bullying him. I give it a four, but you you swayed my. Idea what now were of you what going to give it before? No, Matt- I, I was I was always giving a four, but. I, talk, I did like it for you because I knew you love all that shit. And then after a while, I was like, the talk about the vodka was too much and you're too all over the place. If there's some things he said, no, I think that is fake, but this is real. But he was just like, everything balls deep. Point five. Whoa. <laughs> hey, it's nothing personal, man. There's no rhyme or reason here. I gave the week a four, so... What did I give the week? I didn't, we didn't rate the week. No, we did. That's pretty much what Matt did there. Is he just called Simon a fucking asshole? No, I didn't. Hey, we didn't rate the week. Oh, we did. No, we didn't. What did you give the week? Uh, 3.75 something. I gave it a four. No. Uh, oh, what? No, no, we just rated. I don't think we rated the week. I think we did right at the start. I gave it a four point. I really don't no, think I don't we did. Remember. Oh, my God. Wow, Anyways. we really just fucked this whole thing up? Wow. Well, we'll find out later. Press stop. Wow. Start over. Start over. Start over. Oh All right. Oh, my God. We're doing this again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, I guess uh, that's it. If you want to uh, follow us on Instagram, you can follow the show on Instagram, J-R-E-E podcast. 
Uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. Hey, well, slow down, slow down, slow down. Did you like this week better than last week? I don't remember last week. Because I gave, I think you gave last week. Well, last week was horrible. Neil deGrasse Tyson, the guy's talking about fear. But you gave last week more. I don't even know. I don't care about scores. Yeah, well, Dan Aykroyd's .5 really dragged the whole fucking overall score down. I know I, how math works. Now, now I realize I can think about it. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. You guys are amazing. This is amazing. So I'll go back to it. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. For the weather. Uh, you can follow Simon on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram, Floydy, F-L-O-I-D with five E's. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so, uh, jrepodcast at gmail.com. Now let us know what you think of Sharon Stone's performance at Casino. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you can join the subreddit. It's uh, reddit.com slash jrepodcast. Uh, and you can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash jrepodcast. Uh, there's not going to be an episode this week of this won't age well due to the vacation, but we are still going to give you guys the proper amount this month. Cause we're just nice like that. So expect three more this month. Cause it's one of those stupid months with five Mondays. Um, but you're not going to get one this week. So we apologize. I hope that means three paydays. <laughs> are, are you a Monday payday guy? No Friday. No, then it doesn't mean shit for you. Um, have a great week. And uh, like Simon always says, keep your eyes open. Uh